Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody, let's go. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? All you have to do, visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier, and that's Virginia with a 76-75 lead over Purdue. 26.8 seconds left in this one. What a good one. This is, uh, Both games have been excellent today, huh, Aaron? Arnie Spanier, don't ever forget, you're about five seconds, you live in the future, you're about five seconds ahead of us, so okay. g- give us a little tape delay here, or whatever the whatever the radio verbiage is. Don't don't give away the ending here, because okay. this game has been insane. It has been insane. I, I do want to say this um back in regulation when it was what it was it a two-point lead and they were going to the line uh did you see the purdue fans just absolutely going ballistic thinking they had won the game you know what i mean they were uh, pumping their fist and, and screaming and yelling and i mean they had the look on their face like we won we won and all that chaos at the end of the regulation that was unbelievable aaron oh arnie you you really you really do love uh just tweaking and poking <laughs> these fan bases. This is why... Why, am I wrong? Am I, tell me I'm wrong, right? 
I mean, I don't know that that's what I would lead the show with as the most oh. important storyline from today. But Well, you told me you want me to kill some time until this game finishes, but you don't want me to ruin the ending for no, you. No, I said just go on a short delay. So five-second <laughs> delay here. So we got Virginia uh, just made two free throws. Are you ahead? Okay, no, no. Wow, you're, you're dead even with me. So okay. 78-75, 5.7 seconds left. Timeout on the court. Virginia up by three. Uh, and uh, you know what? Let, let's kind of just start with this because this has been a fantastic game that ending or excuse me the uh, end of the regulation was absolutely chaotic um what a heads up with 2.1 seconds left a lot of guys would have just dribbled a couple of times and thrown it up from half court or a little bit past half court he had the frame of mind to get it to his guy underneath or close to underneath you know what i mean right around the um you know, right around the basket, and of course he made that tough shot, uh, and all of a sudden this thing is tied up going into overtime. Was that incredible or what? Yeah, absolutely, and for people in the car right now, what happened was Virginia was down three with what was it, about five, six seconds in regulation. Make the first one, miss the right. second. Not the on se- purpose, though, I don't think. You don't think so? I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Well, I was going to say, it was the most perfectly executed, yeah. miss the second <laughs> one I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it gets tipped out all the way right. past Past half court, Virginia's guard, his name's Kihei Clark, runs it down, and as you alluded to, Arnie, whips it into the front court. He could have easily taken a couple of dribbles and, and would have been uh, at least a step or two past half court for a halfway decent shot, Aaron. Yep, and instead he makes the pass to a guy that's about five feet from the basket, Diakite. It goes yep. in. That's He's how the one who up. tipped it out, right? He's the, I believe Diakite so. He's the one who tipped it out. I believe so. We should mention, by the way, Carson Edwards from Purdue, 42 points, I believe. Oh, and the, the bank three-pointer to give them the two-point lead was all uh, prayer, and it was answered. Sometimes better look even good on that one, you know what I mean? And that was when the Purdue fans started going just bananas. <laughs> um, and yeah, 42 points, NCAA tournament record three-pointers. And uh, as we're talking here, I don't know if I'm ahead of you or not, but it looks like Purdue just threw the ball out of bounds and it's going to go back to Virginia. Now, do you do the same? Well, with 1.8 seconds left, of course you do. Well, it's a little too late now. I was going to say, do you foul them so they don't get the three-pointer off? But uh, there's a chance they're shooting while you're fouling them, so you can't do that. They should have probably just sent them to the line. Um, but unfortunately, the ball went out of bounds. They're going to go and take a look at this. What would you have done if there was about five seconds, five to six seconds left after you got the benefit of it? Would you have um, fouled them or just your one miss away from winning the game? When? In regulation or right no, now? No, right, right now. If there was like a couple extra seconds. Well, 1.8 seconds left, you can't foul them. Yeah, no, I, if, it worked out well for Virginia for people, like I said, in the car. Yeah. Carson Edwards, star player, uh, gets the ball. He's dribbling about four seconds left, passes it up court. It's kind of an errant pass. It, it isn't kind of. Oh. It is an errant pass. Yeah, how are they looking at that? What's to look at? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. <laughs> We're, they're, they're doing the let's make sure this is right. They went to the, oh, there's some Purdue fans right now they do not have smiles yeah, well, wait wait face. you're not you're not screaming and pumping your fist and and getting all excited I'm, I'm not sure what happened in the last seven minutes you uh, know what I mean Purdue hasn't been to a final four since 1980 they basically uh are the Arnie Spanier of college basketball like just everything that could go wrong does you of course being the Dolphins Giants uh Mets who else yeah. are your teams 
But that's uh, being a Purdue basketball fan, basically. Yeah, New York Knicks, so don't forget about that. Oh, yeah, Though okay. I, I feel good for Virginia after what happened to them last year, losing to the 16th seed. This was a long 365 days for them, no doubt about that. 100%. And I do think it does deserve some credit, um, especially, by the way, we all watched last Friday when Virginia opened up the tournament. They fell down early to Gardner-Webb, and we were all out of I can't Oh, speak. laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. We were, we were crafting our jokes, and you know, Arnie Spanier was getting ready to do the improv at uh, the Apollo and, and Torres. And I was like, they can't lose for a second year in a row, can they? And I'm, oh, I'm doing the whole Twitter thing, you know? Oh, 100%. And for them to come full circle, it looks like they added a little bit of time to the clock, yeah. but it is Virginia ball. Uh, for Ooh. them to come full circle, if they can just get this ball inbounds without turning it over, Virginia's going to end up winning this game, I think. All right, if you want to get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at stinking genius one. But as you mentioned, 2.1 seconds left in the game. Virginia up 78-75. Virginia will have the ball, and um, they'll go to the foul line. It's now down to 1.3 seconds left. So they're one foul shot away from winning this game, and they will advance uh, to the Final Four along with Texas Tech. What do you think about that game? Oh, well, the, my only regret was that, you know, well, it was not a regret. I love coming into work with you on Saturday, but it's about uh, f- an hour or so from our Fox Sports Radio studio here in L.A. Thought about trying to sneak down. Well, go, go ahead, Arnie. No, no, no. I was going to say you thought about sneaking down. Oh, not, yeah, you never know what you get with traffic in that, in that neck of the woods. And you know? that's why I decided not to go. So I did not go to that game. By the way, Virginia has made the first foul shot made the second one five points, and they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. Good for Virginia. They get the prayer. It was answered. They go to overtime, and they win it. Oh, Purdue must be just crushed on that one. I mean, I, I don't know how many times you've you know rooted for a team you've had terrible losses like that. I feel for the Purdue fans. I know what it's like to lose a game like that. My Arizona Wildcats lost to Illinois up by 16 with like five minutes left for a chance to go to the Final Four. I'm still crushed to it to this day. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, my thought is, I, look, I'm happy for Virginia. We, we just kind of discussed what happened for them last year. But for Purdue to play, look, this was one of those games, and it's such a cliche to say, right? But like, neither team deserved to lose that game. But Purdue, the way Carson Edwards played, 42 points from that kid, um, and to to not win, to have the game wrapped up, oh, it was oh. it was in their hands. They had exactly what they needed. And Virginia, as we alluded to off the top, Arnie, they were down three. Um, you know, they uh, t- uh, Purdue fouls. Well, make- actually, it was two, and they went to the line to shoot two, and they made one and missed one, correct? Is that the way it worked out? Well, they were down three because if you remember, he made the first one, and then the tip out, and right. then the bucket. No, I meant, I meant before that, though, before it got to the three-point lead, it was a two-point lead for um, uh, for Purdue, and they went to the line, made one, missed one to make it a three-point lead, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. And so, no, I mean, it's just one where, I mean, you, by the way, we are watching in real time. You can see, I don't know, if uh, is relief the right word, Arnie, yeah, for Tony Yeah, I was Bennett? just about to say that. Of course, the, after what happened to them last year, you better believe there's relief because, hey, let me tell you something, he was one half away from being fired if they would have <laughs> lost to Gardner-Webb. I mean, come on now. He would have been doing, it'd be Spanier, Torres, and Bennett Saturday yeah. nights if he had lost to Gardner-Webb, but... Um, Look, I'll say this, man. 
for everything that happened last year to come full circle, I do think a little bit of luck uh, to, to win this game. But by the way, last year they lost their best player the day before the tournament started, right. DeAndre Hunter. So maybe it's karma evening itself out. I, I don't have all the answers, but I will say this. Virginia was probably one of the two or three best teams in the country all year. Uh, they, they put themselves in this position – is it weird to say I'm happy for him after all the crap that they dealt with, as you said, Arnie, for the last 365 days, that I'm a little happy for him? I am happy for them. I'm happy for Coach Bennett after what this guy's been through. And I'm not kidding around. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, send in your tweets. Uh, you tell me the most disappointing loss your team has gone through, or maybe the best win they've gone through. Uh, you could do that also. Because i got to tell you, this Purdue game, if you're a Purdue fan, this is going to be the worst loss in Purdue history. I, I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, that you had the game won. You could have gone from two to four. That would have won it. Could have grabbed the rebound. They could have won it. Uh, if you didn't foul, you might have won it. Uh, the odds of you winning up by three and the other team going to the line has got to be like 98%, doesn't it, Aaron? It's unbelievable. All right. So I just saw something. ESPN win probability had Virginia at about 9% after the foul. So basically when Ty Jerome went to the foul line, they had a 9% chance of winning that game. Wow. And I would have even thought it was less than that. I would have too, honestly, to be perfectly honest. So this is crazy. By the way, this is one of the great things about this shift, Arnie, is you know we get to react in real time to all this stuff, and it's just crazy how this game happened, as we've alluded to a few times, Carson Edwards, 42 points. By the way, I'm looking at the box score now, Arnie. Final score... Virginia 80, Purdue 75 in overtime. Check this out, Arnie. Carson Edwards, 42 points. Mm. No one on Purdue had more than seven points. Right. But I mean, this was an all-time performance from Carson Edwards, and it's unfortunate for Purdue that it has to end this way. Well, he needed a little bit of help, and you know he got uh, some help, but when you have to get 42 yourself and still fall up short, and he's going to be kicking himself, he's the one that threw the pass that went out of bounds. Yep. But I mean, what more can you really want from the guy? He, he played one of the best uh, all-time uh, games in NCAA tournament history with 42 points, I would think. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, for people who aren't who didn't get to watch, he had a bank three that are uh, unbelievable. I mean, listen. First of all, he had ten three pointers, which is the most in inter- ten made three pointers, the most in tournament history. Uh, twenty five st- twenty five points or more in five straight games. Forty two tonight. This was an all time classic performance. I mean, this is one of these games, Arnie, that I feel like. You know, we talk about these great tournament games. This is one that I feel like we'll be talking about forever. Oh, everybody's going to get all geeked up about this. They're going to say, oh, why would you? You know what the first thing people are going to say is, why did you foul? You're one shot away from winning the game. You're up by three. Make sure you overplay the three-point shot. Get your hands up, and you're one miss away from winning the game. It's going to go that way. You know that because had he made it, they're going to say, why didn't you foul? It's damn if you do, damn if you don't, yeah. Aaron. And that's why, you know, I'm one of these people. <laughs> well, seriously, like I try not to criticize. I believe statistically, maybe we can get our our, our crack our research team here right. at FSR uh, to, to look into it. But I believe statistically it works out about percentage-wise the exact same whether you foul in that situation or you don't. Um, just like I like, No, no. I can't pull. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me it works out to the same. If you okay, yeah, a, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're yeah, right. It no, can't be. It but, can't be. But it doesn't yeah. like, like, like. 
I guess what I'm trying to say is you're right. That's incorrect. But yeah. uh, this is why I need a research team, by the way. Neither here nor there. <laughs> but this, um, but this is why. Uh, oh, I was gonna say, not fouling isn't statistically as bad as you think it is. But again, it's like you said. It's damned if you do. It's damned if you don't. Right. If they don't foul, they hit the three. Everybody's and it goes to overtime. Like you know, it's just there's no right way. It's almost it's funny, Arnie, because of course Purdue won this game, won, won in the Sweet 16 on a controversial ending, right? Right. And we spent all day talking about it, but you know, you can't really uh, you know uh, feel too bad for Tennessee who committed the foul because they could have won it in overtime and didn't. And it's the same with Purdue; they could have won it in regulation, they didn't. Virginia certainly got lucky to be in that position, but Purdue couldn't recover, and Virginia won. All right, I'm going to answer that when we get back. Also, Duke escapes. Uh, it seems like every game they're escaping. And I want to talk a little bit about the officiating because that's getting a lot of controversy. We'll get to all that coming back. Uh, he's Aaron Torres, Aaron underscore Torres. You can reach me at Stinking Genius One. This is Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. 
All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier on a busy Saturday night. Great sports talk Saturday night, no doubt about that. If you want to get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, by the way, I was looking at uh, Clay Travis's Twitter account. I guess the line on the game was four and a half. It closed at four and a half, Virginia, uh, Virginia minus four and a half. So if you had Purdue plus four and a half, that's got a sting. You think you had that in the book, right? That was that was guaranteed with Purdue plus four and a half when you're going to the line, uh, or when the other team's going to the line and you're up by three, though. Imagine, by the way, you know the number one rule of betting: don't bet on your own team. Yeah. Imagine if you're a Purdue fan who bet on oh. Purdue. Oh, you you might as well uh, just. Uh, I don't want to say anything inappropriate here, yeah, but yeah, just just yeah. take the take tomorrow off. Don't don't turn on the TV. Mike says, uh, "Did you see Virginia only had a nine? Did you say Virginia only had a nine percent chance to win the game? That's nothing. When the Saints choked against the Vikings in the playoffs, Vikings had about a zero point nine percent chance of winning that game. Yet nine percent seemed a lot. Uh, are you sure about that, Aaron? Because I thought it was going to be like one percent um, when you're down by three. And you're going to the line to shoot two foul shots. Listen, Arnie, I'm not going to lie. I saw the stat on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, it, you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't call. Uh, you know, like I said, the FS1 research team. Vegas on this runner. One. We'll have to ask him when he comes on. Yes, you know? Vegas runner will have an answer. Hopefully, better than uh, you know random Twitter accounts that pop into my feed. I did see, however, yeah, somebody you, you mentioned that line. Um, one of these gambling insiders said that somebody, I think it was the MGM, took a 110,000 bet on Purdue plus four. So I would assume, listen, I would assume if you have 110,000 to bet, you have 110,000 to lose, but that's a tough way to lose. Yeah, but you know what? I have a hundred dollars to lose, but if I lost a hundred dollars that way, it'd be eating me up alive. You know what I mean? When yeah. you, it's not so much the money; it's just the way it was. I mean, you had it won, it was snatched right out of you. You know? Yeah, this was uh, an all-time bad beat because, there, like, you know, and, and I remember, and I don't know how much you and Plank talked about that Duke game with with UCF last Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there were so many things that had to go right for Duke to win that game. And so it's the same thing tonight. There were so many things that had to go right for Purdue just to, or for Virginia just to get it to overtime, let alone win it there, let alone cover a four and a half point spread. By the way, if 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 you ever needed a reason to never gamble, this was yeah. probably it. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Before we even talk about Zion, what do you think about the officiating? Uh, and people were criticizing it from the games yesterday, uh, from uh, just pretty much all through the tournament. What was it today on the block shot by Texas Tech when he went out of bounds and flipped it back in, but his foot yeah. had touched, and they they missed that one. And look, I don't want to nitpick. They missed this. They missed that. But it doesn't look like they're doing a good job when it comes down the stretch of the last couple of minutes of a game. I, you know, people are going to remember that. I, I don't know if it takes away from the tournament, but I mean that that's certainly unfortunate. I don't think the refs the refs have been great this year. Uh, that particular play, the look Texas Tech was up six at that point. Yeah. It was a it was a brutal call. They're actually showing it on TV here yeah. in the studio. It was horrible. <laughs> it, it was horrible. Uh, I don't know that it caused... It was a brutal non-call, I guess is what you meant to say. Good call, yeah. yeah. Good, good call by you, bad Thank non-call you. by yeah. the uh, refs. You know, it's been... I, I just think there's been a lot of plays. I mean, look, there was a lot of stuff that happened in that Duke-UCF uh, game. There was some stuff that happened in this Texas Tech game, but... What did you think about the reach-in, while you mentioned that, by Gonzaga, when they were down by two, last chance to try to steal the ball with, like... 
I guess around 10 seconds left, and he reaches in on the inbound and gets a technical foul for that. I'll be honest. Uh, I am not Gene Steratore. I am not Mike Pereira. I had no idea that was a rule. I mean, it makes sense, right? Right. So, so for right. Pe- but yeah, I was gonna say for people who didn't see it, uh, like Gonzaga was down what I think three at that point two. I think it was two. And yeah, they were uh, down two. Yeah, and Texas Tech was trying to inbound the ball under their own uh, under the Gonzaga basket. And Josh Perkins, the guard from Gonzaga, who's who's a fifth year senior, he's literally played like 160 games or something insane like that at Gonzaga, reaches over, and I guess it's a dead ball technical foul, so two shots plus possession. Which yeah, and I knew right up. away that oh. had that. Oh, I knew because I if, now if the inbounder had put the ball up past the line, then you have the right to smack it away. Yeah, but uh, he made a major faux pas. I'm like, oh. Technical foul, two, two in the ball. I knew right away because I try to bait people like that all the time. Mike Pereira, watch your back. We got yeah, Arnie Spanier, yeah. rules expert yeah, over here. Exactly. Okay. And, and that, unfortunately, it had to come down to that one. You know what I mean? Because it was a, such a well-played game up to there. Oh, absolutely. And and it was a well-played game. Credit to Texas Tech, man. So they, as you referenced, Arnie, they were out here in L.A. this week, and I spent a lot of time around them. Uh, just a, like a gritty, grimy group. They obviously are known for their defense. But, um, you know, their coach six years ago was coaching D2. Um, he yeah. co- he's coach- he coached in something called the ABA. He's coached in the JUCO level. So incredible to see that team have that success. And look, Arnie, you know college sports as well as I do. Texas Tech is not a place that you're supposed to be going to the Final Four. So credit to them. They had never even made it to the Elite Eight before last year. Now to the Final Four for Texas Tech. Do I dare say, I mean, uh, the Final Four, Texas Tech, can you imagine had it been Purdue? would have been like the, uh, you know, bells and whistles Final Four that we're used to. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I think um I do think that uh the CBS execs are hoping for maybe uh Duke and Kentucky to win tomorrow. Oh, you think a little bit maybe? I mean, I'll tell you this, that Duke UCF game, I haven't seen numbers for the Duke uh Virginia Tech game last night. Duke UCF I read 13 million people watched, Arnie. Wow. That's double as best I can tell, double any NBA regular season game so far. So the highest rated NBA regular season game that I could find this year was Lakers uh, Warriors Christmas Day. You and I were working when LeBron pulled his groin and hypothetically never recovered. That did about six, like six and a half million. Duke did almost double that last week. And so if Zion makes the Final Four, there's going to be people doing backflips on on the TV side. I thought they were done last game. I, th- I thought they were finished. Which you know one, I mean? UCF or Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. You thought so, huh? Yeah. How come? They, I think they were, wasn't it a five-point lead for Virginia Tech at one point in, oh, yeah. in that one? Or? Yeah. They, it, they at the stretch, yeah. Yeah, they were comfortably ahead for, for a big chunk. And I'll tell you this, that missed shot at the end, Arnie, I don't know how what you feel about it, but... Yeah, great I, play. It was a great, great play call, and... It was interesting because I really believe, if you remember, the ball was tipped. They had, like, I think .6 seconds on the clock, and then they went to the monitor, added some right. time. I had, like, I think another half second to make it, like, 1.2. But, I I mean, all the games are starting to blend in together, I and I don't even remember anymore. Well, but I was going to say, yeah. uh, I think the kid didn't realize that there – because he, if you watch the replay of the Virginia Tech that last – play it was almost like a volleyball like a, a, a like a bump in volleyball like I don't think he realized he had time to catch it and shoot but that's another one man like you talk about a brutal way to finish a season you have a point blank look you call a perfect play and uh Duke survives unbelievable D- today's made up uh, you know with some exciting games but overall I think the tournament's been about a B 
Well, you, you think I haven't got my early upsets? Without the early upsets, you can't have an A. You know what I mean? Oh, come on! Why you have an A plus, or what are you? What are you grading this right now? I think the last two days have been awesome. No, the last two days. I just meant overall for the tournament, though. Yeah, I mean, look, look, uh, Oscar the Grouch, uh, get back in your garbage can and let let's let the rest of us enjoy this tournament. Look, today was awesome. Purdue Tennessee was awesome, even though I don't think that was a foul call. Uh, Texas Tech uh, Gonzaga was awesome. All the Duke games are awesome because Duke's terrible. I don't think they're winning tomorrow. We'll talk about that later. Wow, I don't think they're. I, I you know, isn't it so like one ten, one in ten against uh, Coach K or what? I believe it's technically if we're getting technical oh, one let's in get eleven. Te- Okay, let's get tech one and eleven. How about that then, huh? Well, listen, there's a first time for. I mean, look, you you second made, time for everything. I was gonna say you made a really good point like two weeks ago. It was like the second time in the year we've been working together. So we're still waiting for the second point. I thought you were gonna say no. I was gonna yeah. say we're, 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 listen. I'm proud of you, man. You know, so if you can pull it off, I think Coach K can pull it off, or uh, Izzo can pull it off too. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres, if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to get a hold of me, stinking genius one. So we'll get the tweets uh, a little bit later on. Uh, first, though, uh, we'll go ahead and see B. Fenn is in the house. I gave the Sager the night off. Uh, so we'll see what's trending with B. Fenn. What's going on, B. Fenn? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, top seeded Virginia survives Purdue 80 75 in overtime to get into the final four for the first time since 1984. <laughs> Cavs Kyle Guy with 5.7 ticks left, grabbed a critical rebound, got fouled, and nailed two foul shots to cement the victory. UVA's Mamadi Diakite hit a buzzer-beating jump shot at the end of the second half to force OT, an incredible make. Meanwhile, Kyle Guy, who had 25 points in this game, was asked about what this one feels like after losing to a 16 seed in the tourney last year. What do you want people to remember about this Virginia team? That we can do anything we put our minds to. And, and we're making history. We made bad history last year. We're making great history this year. Bears mentioning Purdue's Carson Edwards had 42 points, 10 trays. And as Aaron mentioned earlier, nobody else on the Boilermakers had more than seven points. Yeah, jeez. It was tough. Earlier today, Texas Tech wore down Gonzaga 75-69 to make the Final Four for the first time in program history. The Red Raiders' defense just overwhelmed the Zags, forcing the Bulldogs into 16 turnovers. Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And one note out of the NBA, according to the New York Post, New York police are investigating a rape allegation against ex-Nick Christopas Porzingis. The incident happened on February 7th, allegedly 2018, when Porzingis invited a woman over to his New York penthouse. That woman reportedly waited over a year to approach police about the matter because she talked about $68,000 in hush money. We'll be back with Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres in a moment, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's kick it back out to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios with Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres. 
All right. Thanks, Brian. Good evening, everyone. Of course, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, Fox Sports Radio. A great Saturday night. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% of our car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Two finals in the books. Texas Tech go to the Final Four, 75-69 over Gonzaga. Um Gonzaga just keeps falling short, don't they? I, you're still waiting for them to take the next step, aren't you, uh, Torres? Well, I mean, they had the lead with like three minutes to go in the national championship game two years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're waiting. You're waiting. By the I way, mean, let's go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, well, I was going to say let's let's go ahead and get to our guest. We'll talk to him. You can check out his work. He's a college basketball writer for NBC Sports, also college basketball talk podcast. So you can check that out. It's Rob Dowster. Rob, right off the bat, the second game. Unbelievable finish in regulation to send it in overtime. Virginia, quite fortunate. That's really been an understatement to win this one. What were your first thoughts on that? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. It's about time we got a game like this, right? It just it felt like uh, we'd never had a moment in this tournament until now that just we can kind of um, kind of remember it for. And, and you know, I think we got it now after this performance uh, with what Carson Edwards did and the fact that. You know, it was Virginia, man. After everything that they went through with losing to UNBC and all that, they are heading to the Final Four for the first time in 35 years. I am 34 years old, so they've never been to the Final Four in my lifetime. So good for them. I'm happy for them. It's, uh, you know, I like to root for the story, and this is about as good of a story as you're going to get. You don't think Carson Edwards, after he dropped 42, would have been a better story? I'm, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> being critical. I'm actually gen- genuinely asking the question. I mean... Yes, I do, because of everything that, that goes into being the first number one seed to lose to a 16. And not only being the first number one seed to lose to a 16, like being the Virginia program that everybody thinks chokes in March and nobody thinks can actually go out and win uh, playing the style that they play. And everything that's involved and the, the narrative of Tony Bennett's career, Tony Bennett's program in Virginia and all of that. So being able to overcome it and get back to the Final Four uh, the year after you ended up losing to sixteen to, to a sixteen to yes, I think that is a better story. That said, you know, watching Carson Edwards do that was was something special, man. I, I still do think that this was we're going to remember this as the Carson Edwards tournament, right? <laughs> when when Stephen Curry uh, oh. when he made that run to the Elite Eight and like they lost to Kansas um, by two points, and but he was just unbelievable throughout that run. That's what you remember from the two thousand eight tournament. If you were going to ask me who won the tournament. I, I honestly could not even tell you right now off the top of my head. I don't even remember. Uh, but I do remember that Stephen Curry in 2008 made it to the Elite Eight, and uh, Jason Richards threw a three off the backboard when Steph Curry didn't get the shot to win. Even though he had, he had like 140 points in the tournament, didn't get the shot uh, to win the game to send him to the Final Four. So Robert, that's what I remember from that tournament. It's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't, because Virginia down by three, they decide the foul, make the first lucky enough to get the knockout and the tying bucket. Uh, are people going to say, no, what are you doing? Why did you send them to the line? You should have just had them shoot the three. If they miss, you win the game. You know what I'm saying there? Yeah, but, I mean, if they if they made it, uh, Virginia was on fire. Kaiser <laughs> Rome was hitting everything. Kyle Guy had five threes in that half. So um, I, I will never quibble with a coach making a decision to put the team on the line at the end. Uh, like that, I think it's the smartest way to do it. And you know, at some point, somebody is going to be able to have a chance to tie a game, whether you let them shoot a three or whether you put them on the foul line. I just, 
you know, I think it's, there's there's not as many ways to uh, tie the game when you put somebody on the foul. I got no problem with that. I, I'm always uh, in favor of that decision. First game in Anaheim. Um, just tell America, Arnie and I were talking about it a minute ago, Texas Tech, like, this is not supposed to happen at Texas Tech, let alone in year three under a coach. Uh, for people who don't follow college basketball the way that, that you do, Rob, explain to people, like, this deal is pretty special, right? Yeah, this is like, uh, I think the, imagine the Cleveland Browns getting to the Super Bowl. Am I right? Like, that, that's about sure. what it is, right? Like, that's. But even Texas that's Tech professional a- sports where, like, there's supposedly an even playing field. I mean, Texas Tech, you know, you could correct me, but I mean, uh, one, they've never done anything like this. But even by that standard, they have a couple grad transfers in their starting lineup. Like, like it's, I just think the whole thing is so incredible. Yeah, and, and to your point, this was a team, they were really good last year. I, I will go to my grave saying that if Keenan Evans doesn't get hurt, doesn't hurt his foot, uh, that they win the Big 12 last year, and they have this season, last season. Um, but from that, that team last year, they lost, I think it was four of their starters and six of their top nine rotation pieces, and they bring everybody back, or they bring the, the three guys back, and they bring everybody in, um, the two grad transfers, and, and, and you know I think it's a testament to what Chris Beer is able to do in terms of how he built a program because you're exactly right. Like Texas Tech is not a place uh, that you go to um, when it comes to uh, basketball success. I don't think that they've ever been to an Elite Eight before Chris Beard got them to the Elite Eight last season. And uh, it's it just, it, it's amazing how he's been able to build that program into what it is. Like it, it is right now one of the elite programs in all of college basketball. Yeah, how, many, how many programs go to back to back Elite Eights? Mm. Not very many do. Um, they are one of the. I mean, they they and Kansas State were the two teams that uh, that ended Kansas. What was it? 14 straight years as the Big 12 champions. It's just it's remarkable what he's been able to do. And um, to yeah, I, I think the best way to put it into terms is just imagine like Cle- the Cleveland Browns getting to the Super Bowl. That's how shocking this is that he's been able to do what he did uh, at Texas Tech. Rob Doster, everybody, a college basketball talk podcast, also college basketball writer for NBC Sports. So if you root for the story, what's the better story tomorrow? Auburn with Coach Pearl or Kentucky? And, boy, there's two pretty good stories there, actually. Uh, you know, I, I, kinda, I wouldn't mind seeing Bruce Pearl get there just because he's entertaining. Um, but my big thing there is I just – I think Chumo Kiki does so much for that Auburn team. You know, he is the guy – what they want to do is they want to turn defense off. Right? They want that quick transition. They want to get a steal. They want to get a defensive rebound. They want to get it up the floor, and they want to get a quick three. And what Shima Kiki is able to do in terms of you know the, the steals that he creates and the rebounds he gets and the blocks and, the, and all of that uh, is just not having him there. Um, you know, he tore his ACL, that, that really nasty with knee injury. Mm. Uh, without him there, I think it's a major, major blow to the way that Auburn wants to play. And, you know, was, we saw P.J. Washington against Houston. He did not – look like a guy that had a uh, a cast on his foot three days before he played. So um, I'm not – we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, playing two games in three days is a little bit different than uh, just playing one game. So I don't know how sore he's going to end up being. But Okiki's kind of – not only is Okiki the guy that makes everything work for Auburn, he is also the guy uh, that would match up with P.J. Washington there. So it's, it's – I have a hard time um, seeing Auburn finding a way to beat Kentucky. And last one for me, uh, the second game. I mean, you know, look, Duke, two straight games, survived. 
I know Michigan State historically hasn't been great. Izzo hasn't been great against Duke. But I just feel like with the way they're playing, at some point this has to catch up with them. Is it tomorrow? <laughs> That's what I feel like, Arnie. I mean, I've, like two games in a row, they yeah. could have lost. But neither here nor there, Rob, uh, is tomorrow the day Duke goes down. I, I actually think it is. And I think it's mm. because the two things that Michigan State does best, uh, rebound the ball on both ends of the floor, and put Cassius Winston into ball screen after ball screen after ball screen. Those are the things that Duke has struggled with this season. You know, they're not a great defensive rebounding team. Part of what they do uh, so well offensively is is get those second chances, and Michigan State's not going to give that to them. And then just the idea of, of Marquise Bolden trying to figure out what Cassius Winston is doing in the ball screen is not uh, is probably going to keep Mike Krzyzewski up very, very late tonight. So um, I, I do think this is actually where it, it kind of it comes to an end for him. Um, I was a little bit surprised when the line only opened at uh, plus one and a half for Michigan State. I was hoping it'd be a little bit higher, um, but yeah, I think this is when it comes to an end. Wow! All right, good job, Rob Doster, everybody. College hoops writer for NBC Sports, College Basketball Talk podcast. Great job. We'll see how it turns out tomorrow. We'll have to do it again, Rob. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Take Thanks, care, Rob, Rob Dowster, everybody. We're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what you're saying about Duke losing and maybe brush up some of the late scores. All that's coming up next. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier on this Saturday night. Bunch of baseball baseball going on late. Have you, have you gotten into baseball yet or just way too early for you, Torres? Uh, it's a little early. I will say this, though, is, you know, I go on the uh, social media accounts, the Instagram, and it yeah. seems like a lot of people in L.A. have already taken in a Dodgers game. So it makes me, <laughs> like, I don't know that I want to watch, like, another 158 games or whatever. Yes. But I wouldn't mind going over to Dodger Stadium, grabbing a beer and a hot dog. Have you been there yet? Like ever or this season? This season. No, I haven't been there this season. I, have, you, I, have, have you been there ever? Yeah, I usually go about twice, three times a year. Although Beautiful stadium. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. Great Gorgeous. stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to go pretty regularly, and then you know I got this Saturday night radio shift, and it makes well, it a little that, harder. Well, what about Monday through Friday? You don't do anything during the week. It's Whoa, excuse you. I don't wow. do anything during the week. Wow. I, I, yeah, I don't play rec league basketball like you every night, Arnie. <laughs> um, no, I listen, I'll say this is that I uh, I would be down. It's hard to find somebody. You know who I might have to hit up is our buddy Rob Parker, a big baseball guy, Rob Parker. So I think he's down at the Padre game today. He is, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You know, I, I'll say this. I don't know anybody that loves baseball as much as Rob Parker, so I'm glad he's in his element the same way that I'm in my element during college basketball, the same way that you're in your element uh, when you're talking about Jeannie Buss. Uh, You know, we all have our thing, right? And so Rob's is is baseball. He seems like he's excited about the season. Uh, I'll just give you two scores. Dodgers 11-3 over the Diamondbacks now in the bottom of the seventh, so uh, Dodgers offense looking alive early. And the Mariners 6-2 over the Red Sox, top of the eighth. Mariners going to go to four and one. Probably should be five and zero oh because they uh, let one slip away yesterday against the Red Sox. So, I was I was going to say, yeah. who's your team this year? I'm a Med fan, two and zero, oh, perfect, one sixty two no. and zero. Oh, so no, you no, know, you're it's not it's not your team. It's your team. You know, like oh, your uh, Dodgers. I well, think, yeah, we'll have to wait to see who gets off to maybe a better the start. Padres yeah. are two and zero. Oh. It seems like a good time to jump on the bandwagon. No, no, I got to wait a little bit if I'm going to do my team. I'm going to have to wait a little bit. But my no. Mets are two and zero oh, though. I. I Right now, I don't have to jump on another bandwagon being two and zero when we're on pace for one hundred and sixty-two and zero. Didn't they start like nine and zero last year and finish? Last year they were phenomenal, absolutely not nine and zero, like but close to it. It was something fantastic. I feel like they started about nine and zero and finished about ten and one fifty-two. I could be yeah, mistaken, not exact number. One but. more win, we may clinch the division. I'm not sure about. You think that, so? so? The Phillies. I, I heard the Phillies signed a couple guys this off season. They Somebody may have. Harper or something. Yeah, Harper had a home run today. Just in case you. I were saw that he got a, he did a curtain call. That's exciting. Now, why are you wanting Duke to lose, or you just think they're going to lose? I just think they're going to lose. I mean, okay. it's funny. Because the, the TV networks don't want them to lose because you're going to be losing out on millions of viewers. Millions, Arnie. I, I think... Uh, you, you told me millions. Well, I mean, they had 12, 13 million for a second round game, so I could only imagine if they made the Final Four. Um, I'll say this... I just don't think they're playing very well right now. Um, you know, look, Zion Williamson has been awesome, but the other guys around him haven't necessarily played well. R.J. Barrett was good last night, but he struggled in the tournament. Trey Jones was good last night, but he struggled in the tournament. Yeah, but when you say they haven't played well, that's a shot at like Central Florida and Virginia Tech, and I think both teams played well. Well, I think it's certainly a shot at 
I don't think it's a shot at Virginia Tech at all, or, or at Central Florida no, at all. That was a, yeah, they played great. Well, they played great, but that's but I mean I don't think that the stats lie. I mean, you look at the Central Florida game; nobody outside of Zion Williamson scored more than fifteen points. Right. Um, R.J. Barrett went six for fifteen from the field. Trey Jones went. Uh, five for fifteen from the field, and so like they didn't play well, and so I mean it's I don't really think it's that insulting. I'll say this: Virginia Tech, I thought actually played really well last night, but I don't know, man. I just I think the the Duke team that we saw that looked so unbeatable in December, January before Zion Williamson got hurt, I just don't think it's the same team. Coach K, they're pulling for Coach K, or because usually he'll you know get tripped up going to the Sweet Sixteen or getting to the Sweet Sixteen, then get tripped up. Uh, after that, he gets so red-faced. I, I don't know if he's been just doing a great coaching job in the tournament or just got lucky a couple of times, you know? Well, I think he, he got lucky in having the best player in the tournament by far because, like I said, nobody really played well in that Duke game against Central Florida. Uh, I thought it was a much more kind of complete team effort last week, but no, I, I don't I, – you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he hasn't been coaching well, but, uh, you know – it you know when you have Zion, it makes life that much easier, right? Oh, you think so? You think? Well, no. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I just, I just, I, he had like 34 points the other day against Central Florida. So I can't wait to see him at the next level. I, I just can't wait to see um, how many people are going to tune in for an NBA game just to see him because he's the next phenom. Uh, no uh, doubt about that. Are you going to root for him if he isn't a Nick? Like, if the Cavs get him, are you just going to be angry for the next you know 10 years or whatever? Yes. Okay, I believe it. Okay, there you go. All right, hour one in the books. We just crushed that one. Uh, we're going to come back, reset, talk about the two games that happened today, and start getting ready for the games tomorrow. Uh, Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you have to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Big Shot Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Lip. You were on the herd uh, on Friday, weren't you? Yeah. I, I Well, I was on Monday. No big I mean, deal. Thanks okay. for paying I, attention. I know you I, DVR'd it, but. I did watch you. How'd I do? Was I okay? Were you eating marshmallows while you were on the show? Or did you just gain weight from last year? Wow. Wow. I'm That's just asking. Brutal. I know the TV puts weight on. I'm just that. eating. Maybe you were eating marshmallows while you were on the show. Listen, my grandma told me I have chubby cheeks, okay? So I got <laughs> chubby cheeks. I look like I'm 11 years old, okay? See, see I actually try not to shave uh, yes. because I, <laughs> you're such a jerk. I can't believe you. Come on. <laughs> I have low self-esteem. Wow. Well, Ari's uh, actually fat-shaming people. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yes, you of all people? But did you did you see me on Periscope today, uh, rowing two thousand meters? Uh, I, I I was r- racing against five other ladies like the ages of fifty and above, and I lost to all of them. I was I, okay. by like over a minute too. That's so not surprising, Arnie. You're not yeah. athletic at all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't feel as bad now for you calling me fat on national uh, TV. The, Come on, it's did, 2019. You can't say stuff like that, Arnie. For, I could call did, HR on you. Did Did Colin ask about me? Did Did he say how's your partner? Uh he did not. No. no. He did asked he, about me though. He said, "How yeah. have you been?" I said, Great. "I don't think he knows me. I don't think he knows who I am." Lucky guy. <laughs> by, by the way, Arnie, remember we were talking about crazy bets uh, and wins yeah. and losses because the yeah. per- Purdue was plus four and a half. So Darren Rovell just tweeted out somebody yeah. had a seven team parlay 
the last leg of the parlay was Purdue plus no. four and a half. No. $400 bet to win a cool 10K. Crumple that up and wow. throw it in the garbage. What do you think about that? You know who missed the free throw when they were up by two? He made one to make it three, missed the second one. Otherwise, they win the game. Was uh, Ryan Klein, Klein. Right? Yeah, the Klein, who had the three-pointers like it was going out of style, you know? Yeah, it was funny because uh, Thursday night I was at the West Regional, so I didn't get to see the Tennessee-Purdue game. And I went back and watched it on DVR on Friday right. morning, and that guy was from another planet. Oh, jeez. And I'll say this, man. By the way, it showed that that was a once-in-a-lifetime deal because, as I mentioned earlier, nobody outside of Carson Edwards had more than seven points for Purdue today. Right. So Carson Edwards finished with 42. Nobody else had more than seven, and that includes the Ryan Klein guy who went two for five from three. Um, do you feel, first of all, congratulations to Texas Tech. Sure. Uh, I mean, like you said, great story. Uh, unbelievable run. Who even thought they would get here? They were a three seed. So when the tournament started, it wasn't like they were the big underdog. It was like they were the big underdog at the beginning of the year when a lot of people weren't believing in this team. Wow. I didn't think Texas Tech was the team on my radar when the season started. Well, I was going to say, you know, you can go back. And because, again, as Rob Dowster referenced in the last hour, I believe if my math is correct, they lost five of their top six scorers off last year's team. Yeah, They had a, cu- a couple senior veteran guys that Chris Beard inherited from the previous staff. They had Zaire Smith, who was drafted by the Suns, traded, I believe, to the 76ers. And no, there are literally, you can go back, now not me because I'm way too smart for this, but of course. there were people that did preseason bracketology that didn't even have Texas Tech in the NCAA tournament. That's reasonable, though. Yeah. Like you said, they've lost so much from the year before. That was certainly reasonable. It, it 100% was. And it yeah. speaks to, and you know, this is the crazy thing. You know, Chris Beard, as I mentioned off the top, he's been a junior college head coach. He's been a minor league basketball head coach. And, and I actually, humble brag, had him on my podcast last summer. And we talked about it a little bit, is I think his unique background in having to put a team together on the fly helps him at the college level and so he loses five or six guys he gets a couple transfers he gets a couple freshmen all that kind of stuff and I think it's helped him his his background to kind of put this team together but like I'm saying you know I I know Rob said that um you know he said this is like the Cleveland Browns going to the Super Bowl I don't even think that's comparable I think it's like uh I think it's like Washington State going play, playing for the national championship in college football or something like that. I think it's that far-fetched. Or, or like UConn playing for the national championship in basketball. Uh, 20 years ago today, they won wow. their first national championship. Rip Hamilton, Khalid el where were you wow. at, Arnie Spanier? Look at you. I'm uh, regretting I said that to begin with. Uh, Mark Few, uh, I feel bad for him because he really is a good coach, good guy. Uh, just came up short, and I really thought Gonzaga had all the pieces this year to go all the way. I, I thought they were the team, along with Duke and maybe North Carolina, that, that could maybe snag this thing. And, of course, North Carolina got eliminated also. Yeah, I had Gonzaga in my bracket, um, and I feel bad for Mark Few because it's like whenever they do anything that doesn't include winning the championship, everybody says, oh, see, they were overrated. They didn't play anybody. Their conference is bad. They weren't ready when they had to play somebody good, but out of conference, they, they played a great schedule. 
They beat Duke. Yes, they did. They beat your Arizona Wildcats. Yes, they did, but my Arizona Wildcats were hanging tough with them until they got blown out at the end. <laughs> until they got blown out, yeah. Yes. Uh, they beat Washington, who was the Pac-12 champ. Yes, they did. And their only two losses before the tournament were at North Carolina and to Tennessee. And then they lost to, what, uh, St. Mary's in the tournament, right? Exactly. And so, yeah. I look, I think they were one of the five or six teams that can win the whole thing. I still believe that. Nothing has changed. Um, but they ran into the wrong team on the wrong day. And I'll say this. Look, Michigan was the number one team in the country at one point in the season. And Texas Tech made Michigan look way worse than they made Gonzaga look uh, today. I just think, look, uh, you know, Mark Few said it at halftime of the uh, Texas Tech Gonzaga game today. He said we're two equal teams, and I think it was tied at halftime. And the first half was great, back and forth, back and forth, uh, defense. It was everything you'd ask for. It was thirty-seven, thirty-five. The Zags uh, just at halftime. It was a pretty well played first half. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, I, I haven't even told this story yet, but a little incident in the Torres household, my cable stopped working for about half uh-huh. a second. Um, yeah, in the second half with like eight minutes to go. And uh, I may have been so mad that I took the remote and threw it and broke it. Uh, my fiance came back and said, oh my God, what happened to the remote? And I said, well, it slipped out of my hand there you I, go well i said it slipped out of my yeah. hand when i was throwing it don't and, tell the truth before you get married don't do that listen she she has to know that i am you know i'm a very passionate person right some would call it anger issues i would say i'm very passionate i love my college basketball and uh you know charter cable took it away from me for about two minutes so i had to make that room but i'll tell you what that remote learned its lesson It'll at least never you didn't tra- break the tv can, oh, can you imagine if you were to crack the tv or something you know i was dumb enough i was in that much of a rage that I, i'm surprised that i didn't do something dumber than just break the remote and then uh, the funny thing was i got so uh, you know like two minutes later i'm trying to play with the tv to get it to work without the remote and i had my cell phone in my hand and i was this close to throwing my cell phone and i said <laughs> torres you got to watch yourself buddy and then I oh, uh, I, I calmed down and we got everything working and I saw the end of the game and then I obviously saw uh, the other game as well. So. Well, Purdue fans weren't calming down. They had a two-point lead going to the line, screaming like crazy, going, yeah, we have this one. I First of all, I don't think I would have gotten that pumped up. I would have been pretty cautious until we made the two foul shots. Uh, of course, things went down uh, quickly fast when they only made one. It was a three-point lead, Aaron, and that's when they decided – to foul Virginia, and Virginia had to go to the line with about five seconds left, 5.6 seconds left, down by three, and they dialed up a Hail Mary, and they got it, didn't they, my friend? They sure did. Uh, Miss foul shot, tipped out. Well, first they made the first one, then they missed the second, yeah. Yeah, so they were down three, missed, made the first one, cut it to two, and the crazy thing was what? There was like about six seconds left, and I thought, do you try to make the second one and then just foul really quick. I was I said yes to myself. I'm like make the second one now it's a one point lead. You foul them now the pressure's back on them to make two. Um and uh, even if they do, you still got a chance to maybe make the three-pointer. So that's the way I was thinking. I was 100% in agreement with yeah. you, which is horrifying to say, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, but they, they elected to go with, I, I think he missed on purpose. I'd have to look closer to replay. I know you might disagree. Tip it past half court, and it was the only time I've ever seen the missed foul shot on purpose, tip it back out, play work. Right. But it did. Uh, Kihei Clark you know, sprinted back, got the ball 
and then chucked it in the front court for a buzzer beater to tie didn't, the game. Well, didn't didn't Chuck? I mean, he passed it to his open teammate. He got the ball with about two seconds left. I thought he was going to take about two, three dribbles. How many you could take with two seconds? I think that would have put him about a couple of steps past half court, and then got a decent shot off, but not like the one they got that sent him in the overtime. Yeah, no, it, it was just a wild ending, and and I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything that had to happen for Purdue to lose that game because I mentioned it a minute ago with Central Florida, but. You look back on that Central Florida-Duke game, about eight things had to go wrong for Central Florida in the last couple minutes of that game to lose that game. And I feel like we're in the exact same spot with Purdue. I don't blame them for fouling because, like I said, one, uh, you know, you you just never know what can happen. But it's very rare that the the make-the-first-miss-the-second play actually works out. Make the first, And so I can't blame them. I mean, look, I'm sure that they'll be questioning that from now until the end of time. But I, I think it was the right decision in the moment. It just didn't work out for them. I'm surprised more teams, instead of trying to grab the rebound, um, don't knock it all the way out there like they did and and get the rebound that way. That was beautiful. Instead of trying to grab it, knock it all the way back out there. But, of course, it has to be within reach, and it, it just worked out perfectly for them. And next thing you know, Virginia gets the little, not the little give me. It was a tough shot. It had to go over another player. Uh, there was a defender on that play. That was a great little shot for him to make that one. You know that. Oh, it was an unbelievable shot. And, it, you know, it was just, listen, I, I believe, you know, karma comes around and comes around in full circle. Luck comes around in full circle, right? Like, if you're good enough, you're going to get there eventually. And with Virginia, like, people forget, like, everyone remembers they lost to a 16 seed. What everybody forgets is their best player, DeAndre Hunter, who's going to be a first-round draft pick this year, probably a lottery pick, he got hurt two days before the tournament. And it was this unbelievable stroke of bad luck that, frankly, probably cost them that that UMBC game last year. And it was, frankly, a stroke of incredible good good, good luck. Yeah. But I would also say this, Arnie. I, I, you know, I, I think, and this is the point I was eventually going to get to as I rambled on there, um, is that the way they executed that play, yes, it worked out in their favor. Yes, they got lucky. But it was so smart, as you alluded to earlier, the player who tracked the ball down and then threw it into the front court. Um, part of that is coaching, right? Like staying calm in the moment. I'm right. sure they practiced that tip-out oh, play. I, I would have been all panicked. Uh, yeah. What are you t- two seconds left, clock <laughs> running, no timeouts, and, and, and you're down by two? Shoot, shoot, I would have been saying to myself, you know? Oh, I know. No, yeah. I know. I, I And I think the, the tip-out play, and I believe he missed it on purpose. We haven't heard audio or seen a quote yet to confirm it. Right. But it was clear that they had practiced at least some version of miss the shot, tip it out. Now, can you ever practice sprinting you know past half court and chucking it into the front court for an open shot no but it was an unbelievable execution they got the win Aaron underscore Torres I'm at stinking genius one when we get back we go live to Las Vegas our buddy Vegas runner joins us uh we'll talk about some of the bad beats and get the lines for tomorrow that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. Busy Saturday night. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. But first, let's get right to our guest. Joining us now, as he does every week, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You can tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. Pro sports better and handicapper. It's our buddy Vegas Runner. Oh, Vegas Runner, what a, what a bad beat. If you had Purdue plus four and a half, that one's got to hurt a little bit, huh? It really does, Arnie. I mean, but if you had Virginia, you cash the ticket. That's all. <laughs> you know, listen, you, you die by the, you live by the hook, you die by the hook, and uh, there will be games that come down to the number, um, and that one did. I mean, there weren't Purdue plus fives out there, really. So, I mean. It wasn't anyone that 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 pushed there, but uh, definitely got burned on that Purdue plus four and a half. And again, the the Virginia side got the money. It didn't look that way even with seconds remaining, um, and it wasn't a bad result for the house. I mean, listen, both games went over 
uh, the total. Uh, but this has been a great March Madness for the house. Not good for the betters. Not even all that good uh, for the betting syndicates. The wise guys haven't done that well this March Madness. Um, and I think that's why the sports books have really been cashing in. I mean, this has been a very profitable March Madness. And today, it just, just continued. So that's interesting to me, Vegas Runner, because you know a lot of people have asked why so many of the higher-seeded teams advance to the second weekend, and there's been a lot of talk about different variables of this tournament. So from the gambling perspective, why, in your opinion, has it been so successful for the books, so bad for the gamblers? Honestly, I think because the spread becomes the great equalizer when you're betting sports and when you're laying 11 to 10 most notably. And let's not forget, when March Madness rolls around, you get such an influx of recreational bettors, a ton of casual bettors crashing the betting market. A lot of them haven't bet the entire season, but they want to get involved during March Madness. And that gives odds makers and bookmakers a huge advantage over the bettors, not only do they have a built-in edge of 4.5%, but they also have that edge of, of so much information. And rest assured, they're able to and what they're aiming to do is shade those lines to take advantage of a lot of those biases. And even though we saw the chalk advance and, and, and unprecedented, especially in that second round, in that 32, that was the first time since the bracket format that every favorite advanced to the Sweet 16. Not a single um, underdog won on the money line. And that wasn't a bad outcome for the book, shockingly, and here's why. What does everyone look for during March Madness? Cinderella, those live dogs, those money line parlays that cash big. What do we always say? That the, the biggest difference between casual bettors and recreational bettors, other than professionals bet numbers and casuals bet teams, is the fact that professionals look for value at right. the end of the day you know that that's what it comes down to um and we're seeing so far in march madness again that the betters wanting to put up a little to win a lot and it's just not turning out that way uh, only two number ones remaining but it looks like the trend's going to continue 27 of 34 years we've had exactly one or two only uh, number one seeds get to the final four so really not too surprising that two are no longer remaining but will duke advance that's the question tomorrow vegas runner uh what about the futures did anybody have texas tech what was it back at 125 to one i saw one person may have had a ticket on that one that's a pretty good long shot the, the vegas has got to be a little worried about that or not enough people bet that one uh, not, not with the top teams being knocked out, um, they find themselves in a good position. Uh, listen, it's a great story when you see a hundred to one shot, a hundred and fifty to one shot um, get to a Final Four or even get to a championship game or, or get to a position where you could hedge and make a ton of money. Uh, but with that said, they were 100 to 1, 150 to 1, because there wasn't much money bet on them. Um, when it comes to the futures market, it's just like the horse betting where it's a pool. As money gets bet, odds change. So as money gets bet on one team, the odds on the rest of the teams change. If a team's hovering around 100, 150 to 1, rest 
assured, there weren't many tickets written on it, uh, so it's not going to cost Vegas much at all. It's those teams that go from you know fifty to one down to ten to one when they're still alive. That's when it's dangerous for Las Vegas. Uh, but again, t- a team like Texas Tech, even a team um, like Purdue, which got knocked down but was getting close, I think they would have left them uh, with a little more liability. Uh, but I don't think uh, Texas Tech. I-, I don't see much liability there at all. I think they'd have more if a team like Michigan State or Kentucky got it done uh, a, a two seed as opposed to even a three seed like Texas Tech. So Duke is, of course, probably the most public team in college basketball, yep. but they've been playing really bad. Uh, what is the early indication on where the money's coming in? Is it still on Duke even though they haven't been playing well? Yeah, and they haven't been covering the number. More importantly, again, like I said, the spread becomes that great equalizer, and they haven't covered a single game um, in this tournament. I mean, and they were – Chalk 27.5 points in the first game, 13 against UCF, and minus 7 against Virginia Tech. And in two of the last three games, I mean, it's been by a combined three points. Um, so there is no rush to get to the window to bet Duke. Uh, but what the savior's been for the sports books is that there is so much betting volume, kind of like a Super Bowl. When it gets this heavy in volume, you're, it's very few games are decision games. And what I mean by that is very few times are you going to get, you know, 80%, 75% on one side, 25% on the other. They start off like that days in advance or 24 hours ahead time. But as we approach tip-off, rest assured, those betting percentages and money bet gets closer. Um, because, again, everyone has an opinion. The, these numbers are extremely short. Um, coin flip games, you look in the, with Duke, I mean, it, it's a two. It, it's almost picked the winner. Um, right. And you got a one seed versus a two seed. Uh, so when books are able to, to, to get that much volume and you have that four and a half percent hold, um, you could be a little heavy on one side. You could take that risk and, and do just fine. So they're okay. Tomorrow, the only one-sided so far, and I don't think when the game tips off, it's going to be one-sided, uh, but they got early Auburn money. Uh, but I think with the injury and all, I think as we get to tomorrow, I think more Kentucky money will come in, and that'll start to balance out. Uh, but just like today, where we didn't see too much line movement, that's because there's not exposure in behind you know the, the betting window. When they have exposure, that's when they're going to move the lines, and that's when they're going to try to attract money the other way. When they're not doing that, that means they're just fine writing, writing tickets, and they're getting good two-way action. I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually Duke fans, meaning the sports books need Duke tomorrow, because I could see a lot of exotics, um, meaning a lot of teasers tied in with Michigan State tomorrow, and a lot of Michigan State money line parlays tied into uh, the Kentucky game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they needed Duke tomorrow, uh, but I think regardless of uh, that game, they're going to do okay because of the split two-way action. Right. Well, Vegas, for the last question before we let you go, what, what do you do with the stat? What is it? Izzo 1-10, and 1-11? Uh, against Duke and Coach K, what do you do with that? Do you say, okay, let's load up on Duke and Duke's only a two-point favorite, or do you just ignore that stat? Personally, I I like the Duke side. Um, I do. I 
I thought this line was a little bit short, uh, but I could understand why, and, and the reason's simple. I mean, they haven't been covering numbers, and I always say this, you know, I'm looking, we know which companies are great, uh, but at what price are you finding value? And I look at it, Duke, we know they are a good team year in and year out. They are an elite basketball team. And right now their stock's probably at its lowest. Michigan State on the flip side, they too are an elite team year in and year out. Their history hasn't been good against Duke, but right now going into tomorrow, their stock is at its highest. They're playing their best basketball. So as a value better, Duke has to look at be the side you're looking at. Uh, but again, the way Michigan State's been playing, it's hard to to get out ahead of this team. It's going to be interesting again. Is Cam Reddish going to play? Um, that's that's going to be the question. I think this line reflects he's not going to play. Uh, but if he does, I, I like Duke even more. But uh, I'm going to have to wait to see what they say about him. All right. You can reach Vegas Runner at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You can tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. Always a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the games tomorrow. We'll catch up with you the next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank, Thank you, Vegas, Vegas runner. runner, live from where else? Las Vegas, where uh, that's Taurus's playground out there, where he goes every other week, I believe. Don't you? Taurus? I wish, if yeah. in a perfect world, I would. Uh, I, my bachelor party's there in a couple months. <laughs> Maybe if uh, something bad happens, no, I'm kidding. I was gonna uh, say if if something bad happens on the bachelor party, I might be hanging out there a lot more if yeah, I end up single out of this. But. Uh, some uh, individual news and notes of college hoop. We'll get to that with Taurus coming up next. First, though, let's see what's trending with B see what's going on out there. What's going on, Brian? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, two Elite Eight games today. Number one, Virginia, and third seed, Purdue. That one will go down as a classic. And that's it! The Cavaliers have broken through to the Final Four. They hit a buzzer beater in regulation with Mamadi Diakite to send it to overtime, and then they get the victory over Purdue 80-75. to That's Dave Cohen on the Virginia Radio Network. UVA struts into the Final Four for the first time since 1984 produce Carson Edwards 42 points 10 trays in a losing effort he's the eighth player in NCAA tournament history with five consecutive games with at least 25 points earlier today Texas Tech devastates one seed Gonzaga 75-69 with ravenous defense to make the final four for the first time in program history the Red Raiders forced the Bulldogs into 16 turnovers with all the college hoops hysteria it's easy to look and overlook the NBA and final game of the night the Grizzlies pulling away from the Suns 120-115 Devin Booker 48 points in the loss hey James Harden scored 50 11 rebounds 10 assists as the Rockets flattened the Kings 119-108 online car shopping can be confusing but not anymore with true price from true car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience the Spurs and Thunder have a park spot in the playoffs. They've claimed the 7th and 8th seeds respectively in the West. And the Lakers will shut down LeBron James for the rest of the season. We'll be back with Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres in a moment but first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. 
And the Dodgers have beaten the Diamondbacks 18-5. 19 hits in that game, guys. Back to Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres and the Geico Fox Sports Studios. Thanks, Fry. Appreciate it. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to Geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, just some news and notes I want to touch on in college hoop while we're all over the place. Earl Watson now, the front runner for UCLA. I think that'd be a good move. I like him. Yeah. No, I, I like him too. Um, yeah, I saw he interviewed today. Now, I'll tell you this, Arnie. But I guess um, he was interested months ago about that from what well, I Well, he's been yeah. interested. Yeah, he's an alum, and it was funny because I heard Doug filling in with Colin yesterday. They had on Matt Barnes on the show, and Matt Barnes uh, said that all the former players are pushing for Earl Watson. I do think that um, – I do, I, I do think that – UCLA, the administrators, are going for a bigger name, but you know, like Tony Bennett, like what Kareem or something like that. No, like a coach, like a bigger coaching name. Now we we threw out Tony Bennett a long time ago, and you kind of scoffed at that. Well, I well, what I was going to say was yeah. if he was even considering leaving, and it's the same with Chris Beard. I think it's really tough to leave a place after you make the Final Four. There's just so much like you know positive energy, and obviously both those guys are going to get a raise. And I think they were guys that UCLA realistically thought they could get. So. I'm not saying, but I'm kind of just saying UCLA's kind of running out of candidates. It, it wouldn't shock me if Earl Watson ended up in the long run getting this job. I guess the Coach Cal rumor last week didn't have enough legs to it, I guess, huh? Did I ever tell you? <laughs> I'll tell you this. I I, yes. I know uh, the old staff at UCLA really well. Yeah, and when I, and Cal's really good friends with Steve Alford. Right, and I do believe that in a different life. Cal it might have happened. Yeah, Cal would have loved to come to UCLA. Now, the thing with Cal... Well, in a different life, I would have said that Coach K would have been the Laker coach, but go ahead. Well, I, I believe he was offered the job. He was. Uh, I, I think he gave it some serious thought. Yeah, and I, I think that with Kentucky, Kentucky's going to uh, you know pay him whatever it takes to keep him. His son is on campus there. I just don't think he's leaving Kentucky, period, uh, let alone for another college job. Yeah, so we'll we'll see if it's going to be Earl Watson or not. I don't know who else is the front runner or who are some of the other candidates, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what other name pops up. It seems like they pop up every week now, you know. Well, you know, when you want to get a bunch of guys that don't want you, you know, it's it's like uh, when Arnie Spanier's single dating life. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know, uh, I'm interested in Jeannie Buss. Well, she's not interested in you. <laughs> I'm interested in I don't know who else was the hot name at the time, Catherine yeah. Hepburn. I don't know who you were into. What do you but- think? Stop it! No, uh, we had another actress that was. We had an actress that went to our high school too. That was in my grade. Who's that? Uh, Pe- well, I don't know if you know her, uh, Penelope Ann Miller. I've heard the she name. Said Catherine Hepburn. That's yeah, great. Yeah, he thinks I'm not old. <laughs> yeah, Catherine Listen, that was like a hundred. That was Arnie's teenage crush. They went to middle school together. I know how it went down. You asked her to prom. She said uh, no. It's okay. Not, see, I'm, I'm going to come back with the marshmallow jokes later on. It's, yeah, uh, Aaron underscore Torres. Wait, me. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, but yeah, so far we'll see uh, what they do. What, hey, by the way, what's up with Sean Miller? I haven't heard when he has to go in front of the. Um, uh, make his statement in front of the committee what halfway through April or something like that, right? 
Uh, yeah, April twenty second. He okay. is on. He is supposed to take the witness stand at uh, at the FBI trials, and that's where uh, it could come to a head. You know, it was funny when I was at the Pac twelve tournament a few weeks ago. People said, "Is Sean Miller going to survive?" And I said, "Honestly, I think that Arizona is going to wait it out because they can fire if he goes on the witness stand and he admits to NCA violations, let alone broken laws. They can fire him without having to pay him a dime. So I think that's what they're waiting for." Wow. And then who takes over after that? My buddy, uh, Steve-O? Steve-O? No, I think your buddy Steve Luca. Kerr. I think LeBron's buddy Luco, Luke Walton. You ever heard of him? Wow. You know, I'll tell you this, Arnie, and I was yeah. actually going to ask Rob Douster this uh, before. There was real buzz that, that Arizona wanted Chris Beard. Um, but again, I don't know if Chris Beard, uh, I, I think he would have taken Arizona, but after you make a final four, you have the best season in school history. It's kind of hard to walk away, even though Arizona is obviously a better job. Yeah. Well, it, it's a great job. Uh, look, I want Sean Miller to stay. I, I will see how it plays out there, but, um, it, it, we'll see, we'll see a lot of coaching carousels being moved around like Nebraska already hired what Fred Hoiberg, uh, and he's already signed, sealed, delivered, isn't he? Yeah. Love it. I think, uh, he's going to do really well there. I mean, he had a lot of success at Iowa state left for the NBA. You, you know, you realize the grass isn't always greener. And he's now in Nebraska. I think he's going to be really good. By the way, credit to the Nebraska AD. In one year, he's hired Scott Frost in football. No, that's right. That's right. I think both of them are going to be good. Now, Scott Frost didn't have a great first year. I think both of them are going to be good, but I give that AD credit for going out, targeting the top names, and then getting them. Let me give you a long shot name. Okay. For the UCLA job. Uh Uh-oh. A coach they would want. But probably they won't get uh-uh. because he'll get an extension or more money. Though I get the feeling that he would give a considerate, you know, listen to this. And I'm talking about Kelvin Sampson. What do you think about that? So Kelvin Sampson is really interesting because Houston. he is the head coach at Houston. Right. Who did a phenomenal job this year. Phenomenal. Yeah, they probably should have won that game last night against Kentucky. Um, yeah. So... The deal with Kelvin Sampson is this. Yeah. His former boss at Houston right. is now the athletic director at Arkansas. And so a lot of oh. people are linking him to the Arkansas job. Oh, so I'm wrong. I'm wrong on this one then. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I don't think you're wrong. What, what, what I would tell you about Houston is this. It's kind of a unique job because even though it's kind of in one of these quote-unquote smaller conferences, their main booster is a guy named Tillman Fertitta who is the owner of the Houston Rockets. And Arnie, I don't know how much you know about ownership. Is that the you the uh, MM, guy, MM guys, the MMA guys, or different what? different guys, okay. same last name? Okay, close, close, but I I'll wish s- my name was that. But go well, ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> a chance you'd be a billionaire. Yeah, that wouldn't make a difference MMA or, or basketball. But go ahead. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is yeah. I don't know much about owning a team, but I'm pretty sure you have to have a lot of money to do that. And so I don't think that money is going to be an issue for Houston the way that it would be. So, by the way, I don't think Kel- I think Kelvin Sampson would be great at UCLA too. Right. It's just a matter of uh, you know can you get into a bidding war because I, Houston's one of those weird schools where they have the money, they're not going to be outbid. If you remember, by the way, Dana Holgerson is their new football coach. He came from West Virginia. That's right. That's right. And they had to pay an arm and a leg to get him, but they wanted a big time football coach. They got it, and I think they have a big time basketball coach. I think they're going to do everything they can to so keep So you think him. Kelvin will stay there then? You think he'll end up staying at Houston? Because I could see a lot of other great programs going after him. Agreed. This is my prediction. He's going to stay at Houston. They're going to give him a boatload of money. And his son, who's about 34, 35 years old, is going to be named the eventual coach in waiting. 
That's what that's going to be his leverage play is I'll stay, but you got to name my kid coach in waiting. Let me see it, if I get the story right. I think he was well, he was coach of Oklahoma, right? Coach of Oklahoma, then he, went, yeah. when Oklahoma played in the tournament against Arizona, um, I went up to go see the game, and of course we ended up losing to him. Okay, up, yeah, what, that was in Boston yeah. or what? No, no that was, was up in uh, up in Milwaukee, and um, Josh Pastner left me the tickets. How about that? Wow, big yeah. time! Yeah. Josh yeah. name drop, name drop, name drop. Uh, Josh Pastner might be doing radio with us here coming up soon. Not going well for him <laughs> over there at uh, Georgia Tech. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one when we get back. An MVP candidate has another huge night tonight. What does that mean for the awards discussion? We'll get to all that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. Great sports talk Saturday night. 
All right, let's check in uh, with our buddy B. Finn out there, because I gave the Sager the night off. <laughs> yeah, yes. Why is the you Sager know, not here? I What's going on this. with that? I will yeah. tell you this. I saw DeSager in Anaheim on Thursday night for the I regionals. I saw the picture you sent me. So, yes, and I said, oh. I said, look, there's Torres and some homeless guy. I didn't Whoa! know. Whoa! <laughs> Shots Whoa. fired. But I said to him, I said, so are you going to be uh, working this weekend? And he said, no, I'm going to be here for the Saturday game. Right. And then he said, but I guarantee Arnie's going to say, oh, well, that's only because I gave to Sager the <laughs> night off. Exactly. But. Exactly. See, I, I went with the alternative of you saying to Sager, what does that guy do anyway? So to <laughs> Sager in the Arnie Spanier, uh, you know, uh, commentary pool, yeah. he, he he's up one nothing on me on that oh, one. Oh, I love it. <laughs> What's going on, B. Finn? What's happening out there, my friend? Hey, guys. Yeah, so you all have been talking glowingly about Purdue star Carson Edwards, and rightly so. Now, on Twitter, they're calling this guy the beardless James Harden, which brings me (laughs) to talking about James Harden, because, of course, a lot of college basketball today, it's easy to look or overlook the NBA. And speaking of James Harden, I mean, here's a guy tonight, 50 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, the Rockets win. His ninth 50-plus point game of the season, he has now 18 career 50-point games, breaking a tie with Elgin Baylor for fourth most all-time. Hey, Torres, I want to tell you how I was on that, because, you know, I went to U of A, he went to Arizona State. I remember when he was coming out in the draft, I said, watch out for this Harden guy. He could be pretty good. Yeah, you like that analogy. You like that breakdown. Can't get better than that, huh? You watched one Arizona State game. Congratulations. No, I watched all of them because I used to root against them as I went to Arizona. I go, gosh, he's pretty good, this Harden guy. I don't like him as he went to Arizona State, but, you know, he can do something in the NBA maybe. Well, you know what's How funny? How do you like that breakdown? Well, huh? it was better than mine because I remember my, one of my best friends goes to ASU, and I went out and I saw him in person, and people were talking about, oh, this guy's a lottery pick. And if you remember back in those days, he wore the big baggy shirt underneath right. his jersey, and I was like, this guy's a scrub, like whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, he's doing it against all these uh, college guys, but whatever. Come on, lottery pick. Yeah. Now here he is, MVP, probably yeah, two-time MVP. Go. So Go ahead, B. Finn. All right, guys, the Lakers – As we know, they have shut down LeBron James. According to the team, this move will allow his groin to fully heal, and it's best for the future success, according to the team of both LeBron and the Lakers. Want to bring up a tweet from our colleague Rob Parker about this matter. I have a (laughs) comment on that, but go ahead. Okay, yeah, so Rob says today, now that King James' season is officially over, as it, it was announced today that he will sit out the rest of the NBA regular season, his question is, will the Lakers be issuing refunds for fans who bought tickets to see him play, in his words, it would only be right since LeBron is healthy, well, I, not did, injured. Did, did the games get canceled? Are they not going to play the last <laughs> six, seven games? I six games. I whatever's left. I, I mean, were the ha- games canceled, Torres? They, I don't understand. I mean, they haven't actually. The Lakers themselves haven't actually played in like a month and a half. Oh, <laughs> too I soon. Told that, I told you as soon as that injury happened. Were we on there together? Was it we me were? and Pike? Christmas Eve, Christmas, okay. uh, Christmas Day. I'm sorry. I we were filling in for somebody I don't even remember anymore. Jason but I Smith told and his you, best friend. Whatever. But I, I, I told you as soon as it happened that this is going to be a far worse injury than something for about two or three weeks. This It killed the whole season right there. It, and then we saw that. It is. And I was going to say with the Rob Parker thing is I went on with him and Chris Broussard for their uh, hot seat segment. 
And it was funny because, you know, Rob is Mr. Anti-LeBron. And it was right after that Memphis game where he wasn't trying on defense and all those video clips went viral. (laughs) I, I said to the guys, I said, he has quit on this season. He has quit. And even Rob Parker, Mr. Anti-LeBron was like, no, there's still 20 games left. And Torres was right. Rob Parker was wrong. (laughs) Go ahead, B. Finn. What else you got? Devin Booker, 48 points tonight, two points shy of three straight 50-plus point games. Did they foul him or or somebody else to the line last time? This is is fascinating, guys. So Booker had the ball. They lost tonight, of course, the Suns did. Booker had the ball with five seconds left. The game already decided. He's looking to get to 50. The Grizzlies double-team him at half-court and they forced a turnover. They didn't want him to get that 50, and they played the Grizzlies their best defense of the season right there. All right, that, that's okay. Uh, I think the day before, one of the last games, I mean, they fouled somebody else so they would go to the line so he can't get 50. Yeah. So I thought that was that was a little uncalled for. I, I hate when people do that. Just play some defense and stop them. That's exactly what they did. They did. They did. And DeAndre Ayton came out of that game in the third quarter with a left ankle sprain. Hopefully it's Ooh. not too significant. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, you think about the Suns, and they have star power, but it's not showing up in the win column. Yeah, not yet. Thanks a lot, B. Finn, my friend. Appreciate that. Uh, two hours are in the books. But, yeah, uh, Torres, I'm, I'm telling you now, um, with two two hours are in, power hour coming up next. So obviously we got a lot to get to there. Major League Baseball news. We never got to that, um, but Bryce Harper did hit a home run. So yeah, uh, you know he's making all that money. You've got to go ahead and do something for the fans. You yeah. Know? Speaking of making money, we haven't even talked LeBron yet quitting oh. on his team for the rest of the season. But yeah, shutting it down. We'll get into that. Well, actually, we'll start uh, the power hour off with that. Recap what happened in today's college basketball. What to look forward to tomorrow's games. And I, I, I'm just chomping at the bit for the Michigan State Duke game. I, I can't wait for that one. So I'm excited for that. You want to get a hold of us? That's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. So jump on in. Power Hour next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody, it is the Power Hour of the shows. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you have to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Wide open hour. Want to take a lot of your tweets. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. By the way, you're in tomorrow for Chris Plank. Chris Plank taking another Sunday off for crying out loud, huh? Listen, when we started this show, I I think I had a couple Saturdays that I had already had plans. Right. And everyone called me like the lazy millennial that didn't want to work. Yes, that was me starting that rumor. That was you. I I knew it was you. And then you also fat shamed me, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um and so all I'm saying is, by the way, I gotta take a few more weeks off for the the wedding this summer, but how can I be the lazy millennial when Chris Plank takes off every other week? I know that. What is up with him? He used to never take off. Now he takes off all the time. Is he a millennial too? Is that what this is? No, he's a little too old to be a millennial. Well, he acts like one. Let me tell you that much. He does have that youthful look to him, though. It does look like he's 39, 40. I mean, he doesn't look over that. Wow. I remember when you looked 39, Oh, he's only 40. 32. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was that young. Is he really 32? No, I don't know. Okay. I, I was think gonna he's say... in his 30s somewhere like that. Okay. So I was going to say, yeah, that's 
that's like you when you uh, went to middle school with Catherine Hepburn wow. back in the 30s. The 30s, right? You said 30s, something and 30s? you were fresh off uh, the appearance on uh, Colin Coward show. That was, you, you were pretty good, though. I do have to give you that. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, you know, you told me that my appearance was disgusting, and I, I repulsed you the second I walked on the TV. But other than that, I'm glad I, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I could give you, you want a real criticism? Not really, no. I don't. I just want to assume that I killed it, and you know I'm going to have my own show here. No, and like, you, you, you did kill it. You just have that saying. You know, we all have that saying. Uh oh. You always go. Uh, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> did you see for real? There was a moment that I, I actually got legitimately caught off guard, and I, I try to always, you know, I try to stay composed. I'm a veteran. Right. Um. Colin asked me. He said, "Okay," and it was just like a straight up question. He goes, "Okay, so." Duke or the field? And it was right after the UCF game. And I was like, you mean I could get the other 15 teams or the team that almost lost to UCF yesterday? I'll take the other 15 teams. But it completely caught me off guard. Did you say is that like a real question or something? I did. I felt bad. I was like, oh, man, he's never going to invite me back after I just called called him out like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you did kind of call him out. I would never have you on again. I mean, you're trying to get me thrown off this show every chance you get. By the way, I'm going to let you off the hook. Please do not spend more than $500. In Vegas? No, for my birthday next week on a birthday present. Please oh, okay. don't, don't spend more than 500 on me, okay? I know you like to go big and spend a couple of thousand usually. Just keep it 500 or less, would you, this time around? Okay. We got your Weight Watchers. Oh, jeez. Come uh, on now. I was going to say, what is the silver The silver anniversary is like the 25-year anniversary. So I am w- turning 32. I was going to say, yeah, what is, what is this, the <laughs> platinum birthday? I mean, when you turn 100, I mean, we got to get you something special. It's not even a special birthday. It's just 56. I, really nothing special about that. I guess the double nickel was kind of exciting. Now that I'm past that, I really don't know what to do, you know? 56, you and DiMaggio. Those are the only things I can think of with 56. Yeah, wow. Thanks a lot. Thanks thanks for making, uh, what making was it, me feel better. What was it like to watch DiMaggio back in the day? I know you, you know were what's like... what's so funny is I was talking about my birthday locally, and I made people uh, text in to find out how many of our listeners are older than me or younger than me. You know what I mean? The, Actually, we got some old listeners up here in Vermont. I was going to say, all of them that know how to text are younger yeah. than you, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone else, we, I'm sure you have a couple uh, handwritten letters that are going to yes. arrive in the mail in the next week they'll, or two. In the next couple of weeks, they'll get to me and then we'll figure out how old everybody is. All right, get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. And like I said, don't don't spend too much on my on my birthday. Please tell our bosses, uh, uh, Scott Shapiro, Don Martin, don't spend over a couple of thousand for me either. I know they like to go haywire and buy me big presents and stuff like that. I plan on spending the exact same amount that you spent on all our Christmas gifts, which was absolutely nothing because your wife bought it. So I'll leave your wife up to, uh, if she wants to get you an extra present on my behalf, then I'll be glad to uh, take the credit for it and sign the card and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. Like I said, you know, what do you get a 56-year-old man that has it all? I mean, you have, uh, I mean, I don't know. What what do you have going for you? I'm trying to think. Some depends. Oh, gosh, I hate wait, our producer. Wait. All right, uh, let me get to this, uh, Torres, because let's be honest. And I, you're going to disagree with me on this. Even though we had a couple of really good games today, overall, we've not had the big upsets, not a lot of buzzer beaters. Again, we've had a few today or one good one today. I, You know, it's not been the best, or excuse me, I shouldn't say the best. It hasn't been the most exciting tournament uh, so far uh, coming into the, uh, tomorrow. 
I think it's more than made up for a lackluster first weekend. And even the first weekend, like I know everyone said it wasn't good, but here's what's great about the first weekend. First of all, everybody's brackets came out looking good. How's your bracket, by the way? Weren't you in dead I'm, last or something I'm, like that? And I'm, I'm like second to last behind the dog. And um, okay. and I even have the two of the teams in the Final Four, and I'm still going to lose. Who do you have? I have Duke and, and uh, Virginia. Oh, okay. How'd Buffalo turn out for you, by the way? Yeah, Buffalo. Good. I was in very, Final yes, Four, very right? good about that. Very good. They're so good that the coach that they entered the tournament with isn't even at the school anymore. So that's how you know the tournament's going I was surprised you. that he took off, to be honest with you. Oats, right? I was surprised that he took off. I was too. Alabama. Um, yeah. yeah, he signed. He just signed an extension like two weeks ago. And right, right. I know those things don't mean anything, but you know he's a guy. He was on actually with uh, Doug Gottlieb uh, on Doug Gottlieb's podcast a few weeks ago. He's a really like wholesome Midwestern guy. Uh, was a former high school coach, and he just didn't seem like the kind of guy that would just sign an extension and then bounce out two years later, two weeks later. But of course, uh, you know when somebody offers you two point five million, that changes the game a little bit. So and 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 a pretty good school, no doubt about that. Oh yeah, and you get to hang out with Nick Saban and. You know, that's got to be the greatest job in America, right? The basketball coach at Alabama. No, like, not, not if you ask Avery Johnson. But. Yeah, that I was thinking that as I said it. Because I was going to say, you can fly pretty well under the radar at Alabama, but Avery Johnson apparently not. The thing with Avery Johnson, though, is he was making over $3 million a year. He was, right. I, don't, I, I don't know if you know this. He was one of the 20 highest paid coaches in college. No, basketball. I had no idea. I didn't think. I didn't know that. And that's why they got so mad. Our buddy Ryan Fowler, who comes on with us during football season yeah. all the time, I was talking to him about it. And he, Ryan, to his credit, was on this maybe about a month before it happened. He said, Avery Johnson's not going to survive this year. And I said, dude, you're Alabama. Calm down. Like, you just made the tournament last year. And Ryan's like, he's one of the 20, you know, he makes $3 million a year. This is unacceptable. I don't care. And sure enough, Ryan was right. But it's it's not just that he wasn't very good, Avery Johnson. It was that he was so highly paid that the fan base was expecting a little bit more. You know, obviously, everybody talking about the Duke-Virginia Tech, Duke-Central uh, Florida, the Virginia-Purdue game today. But really, those type of games have been far and few between. It has not been uh, the most exciting NCAA tournament up till now, right now. Well, you know, what I was going to get to before we veered off onto your bracket um, is, like, I think the first weekend was okay because, one, everybody's bracket survived, but two, you know, you just got a game ending every half an hour on the half an hour, uh, basically for four days straight. And I think everybody came up for air, and like I know everybody was saying it wasn't a good tournament, but I just feel like it was still a fun first weekend. Like I said, everybody's brackets were still in good shape, and then we actually got good games over the last four days with Duke-Virginia Tech, with Tennessee-Purdue, with Purdue-Virginia, Gonzaga-Texas Tech. So I, I Texas, think it's Texas been a better Tech tournament. does nothing for the ratings when it comes to the Final Four. You know uh, that, don't you? You should see the rating in Lubbock. I bet it was through the roof. Yeah, oh, can you imagine? West Texas is on fire right now yeah. with uh, basketball fever. I'm sure the television executives aren't going, yes, a little Texas Tech. Although, not that Gonzaga is a major market team anyway. You know, We got that we- Lubbock market. Got that Lubbock market. No, I'm with you, man. I, I think that uh, we were talking to Vegas Runner about this, but I would assume the uh, TV people are really hoping for Duke or Kentucky or, in a best-case scenario, both for them to win this week. And obviously Purdue losing in the most improbable way, uh, up by three with Virginia going to the line. They make the first. They miss the second. It gets tapped out. Um, and from there on, it they get the ball at about, what was it, about two seconds left on the other side of half court. Was it not or what? I would guess it was maybe a little bit more than two seconds, but not very much. And uh, the kid, uh, the guard from uh, from Virginia, Kihei Clark, 
uh, whips the ball into the front court. Great pass to Diakite. He puts it up at the buzzer. It goes in to tie the game, and then Virginia wins in overtime. So. Yeah, and like I said earlier, great heads up by not just taking a couple of dribbles and throwing it up past half court or, yeah. or right around half. He would have been a couple of steps past half court, which would have been an okay shot, you know, a, a Hail Mary, Hail Mary, but um, great heads up and awareness to give it to his teammate who made a really great shot on that one. That, that was an unbelievable play. It really is incredible, and I know we, we've talked about this a lot throughout the show, all the things that had to go wrong for Purdue to lose that game. With like 10 seconds left well, First, the they clock. had to miss the free throw by one of their best free throws. He's only a 70% foul shooter, but one of their best three-point shooters. Yep. And then they decided to foul, which they didn't have to, which I don't even think was necessarily the wrong play. No, I don't think actually that's the wrong play at all. They, 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 if, if they would have been burned on a three, we'd be saying, why didn't they foul? Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of all the things that had to go wrong. So even just in the last 10 seconds, they fouled. Uh, he had to make the first one. The ball had to get tipped out. Right. So if they secure the rebound, if it's the right, um, if it's the wrong miss, they get the rebound. The game's over. It has to get tipped out. The guy has to run down court. He, it got tipped out way too far. I'm like, whoa! He's not going to get that ball in time. Yep. The guy has to have the awareness to, as you said, Arnie, not dribble, not try to shoot, just chuck the ball pat back into the front court. The, the guy has to be open. He has to catch it. He has to get the shot off before the buzzer. It has to go in. I mean, we're talking about seven, eight, nine things in the last 10. I'm just talking about the last 10 seconds of the game. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine things that all went against uh, Purdue to allow Virginia just to get to overtime and then obviously to win it there. And Purdue fans were like celebrating when they were going to the lineup by two. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Slow your, uh, slow, uh, slow your jets there, my friends. You got to make two foul shots. Otherwise, this game's not over. They were going crazy. They were just showing all the parents and the boosters, and it turned real sour for them real fast. Yeah, I know we were asking people in the first hour, worst yeah. losses as a fan. As a fan, yeah. I can't, I mean, there are worse ones. I can't think of many that are worse. I mean, somebody brought up the Minnesota Miracle, uh, the Saints, who obviously lost on the last play of the uh, divisional round a couple years ago to the... My uh, wife's a Bills fan, so every game for her. <laughs> every game for her. Well, there was the Music City Miracle, like you said, there was... Um, uh, there was another one that was just a heartbreak. Well, of course, the Super Bowl was a heartbreaker. Also, there's, there's, there's. She's been living a misery for the sports life. It's just horrible for her. Yeah, I was gonna say Central Florida fans took a pretty bad loss, but you know they at least have the college football national championship to fall back on, so it's not as bad. Yeah, they got. They could have mm. been back. To, they could have that and the basketball championship. I know. Yeah, listen. <laughs> 20... I saw all the tweets back and I'm laughing on them. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it uh, it is wild how that team has everybody now hates that school because of the AD that just claimed a national championship. Which, by the way, I don't remember if we were even doing the show at that point, but I had absolutely no problem with it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, let's start taking a look at Sunday's games. Auburn, Kentucky, Michigan State, Duke. Who do you guys like? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. This is Fox Sports Radio. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier on this Saturday night right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. If you want to go ahead and send something through Twitter. Uh, by the way, did you, on a little side note, did you see that story about what Rob Gronkowski said, what he did when he was down at University of Arizona, where he beat up eight guys in a fraternity because one of the guys' for, uh, girlfriend was hitting on him? Did you see that story? So you sent it to me. Yeah. I was I, it, I was just getting in the car to drive over here, and because I'm a responsible person, I did not open it while I was driving and kind no, of forgot after that. that's pretty much the whole story, except I'm thinking, gee, I wonder if that was one my fraternity afterwards when I wasn't there anymore. Though, you know, Gronk and I are close to the same age. You know that, though. Well, I was going to say, maybe they went a little soft after what you. What would were... happen if, if, if Gronk and I got into a fist fight and we were in the same fraternity party? Um, I would be hosting radio with somebody else. I think for sure. I don't think I don't think it would work. Why out Why would well they for... put me in jail for beating them up? Uh, no, they'd put <laughs> you in a grate. They'd they'd put you six feet under with some dirt on top of you. 
If you're in jail, they call you free lunch, Arnie. Oh, oh stop God. it. Oh, my goodness. Oilers, uh, Bills, wild card was the worst loss ever. That coming in across on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that was a bad one also. I think that's when there was, what was it, like a 31-3 lead? Something like that, yeah. In the playoffs there, and uh, you let that one slip away. So, yeah, there's there's been some horrible losses. We're talking about that because Virginia um, looked like they were beat. Looked like Purdue had this thing won. But Virginia goes on to the victory. Now we have two good games tomorrow. Kentucky-Auburn. All of a sudden, Bruce Pearl, kind of like the sympathetic figure uh, with Auburn. All of a sudden, everybody jumping on that Auburn bandwagon. It's unbelievable, right? I mean, you know, the guy was fired uh, at, um, where was he at? Uh, he was at, obviously, uh, Tennessee right. for the barbecue. Gets back to or gets back to Auburn. Immediately has a coach fired in the FBI investigation. But I'll say this, like... He's a likable guy. He is a very likable guy. Can I say this, Arnie? If I to all of our young listeners out there, everybody that's that's under the covers, sneaking in a radio, you know, like you used to do that when you were a kid, right? Like, of sneak, course. Yeah, all the little kids that are listening, hoping to be future Arnie Spaniards and Aaron Torres. There's one piece of advice I can give: just be nice. Just be nice to everybody. You get away with a lot of stuff if you're a nice guy. And Bruce Pearl, I feel like. I was surprised at how many people were openly rooting for this guy last night. Now, maybe it's because he was playing kind of the blue blood North Carolina and, you know, Auburn's kind of a non-traditional basketball school, but I was stunned at how many people were rooting for Auburn and rooting for Bruce Pearl despite his background. He is a very likable guy. I was pulling for him. Did you see him kind of break down on TV? Um, I was going to say get teary-eyed. He was flat out crying when talking about the injury, um, uh, the ACL tear, and... um, it, it you could just see it in his eyes. He was he was just a mess after that, you know. Yeah, the kid Chumo Kiki. He's uh, I believe a sophomore, but really highly rated recruit and played his you know what off. He had twenty something points yeah, last night. Yeah. Had you know had had a huge game on a huge stage and it was crazy, Arnie. I'm sure you were watching the game, but as soon as the you just saw him just grab his knee and crumple down. We found out today it was a torn ACL. Um, I'll tell you this, I. I you know Kentucky's beaten Auburn twice, and I always worry about a team that's that's lost to a t- that's beaten a team twice. Are they? And the line's only four and a half, which was kind of surprising to me. I know. I just don't. If PJ Washington, the kid from Kentucky, is healthy, I just don't know how Auburn wins this game without this kid Okiki. But stranger things have happened. I mean, nobody thought Auburn was going to put up ninety points yesterday and run North Carolina out of the building. So who knows? Who are people rooting for tomorrow? Michigan State. Or Duke? Do they, they want Duke to continue Coach K and Zion? Or they say, okay, now we've gone far enough, let's eliminate this guy? Or do they want him in the Final Four in the championship? It's an interesting question, Arnie. What do you think? Because I think everybody says they want to see Duke I, lose. I think the casual fan wants Duke and Zion in it. I think the diehard fan said, enough, enough. Okay, we've seen him. Um, we want to see the upset. We want to see Coach K go down. We want to see Duke goes down. Yeah, I I just think that the more that I think about it, every it's it's like you know Golden State or it's like LeBron. Like everybody says, oh, I'm so happy to see LeBron suffer or not play well in in the Laker, you know, with the Lakers here. Right. But I guarantee you, we're going to get to the finals and it's going to be uh, Bucks Warriors or whatever 76ers Warriors. It's just not going to have the same feel to it. And I feel like Duke would be the same way if they lose. Everybody would be happy in that moment, and then right. we get to the final four next week and we'd be like, eh, I kind of wish Zion was here. 
Uh, yeah, of course. I, I mentioned earlier, Texas Tech brings, you know, it doesn't bring a whole lot of fanfare to the table also. I'm talking about for television ratings, but the Texas Tech fans really don't care about that at all. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, numbers Virginia's going to bring, uh, bring, but the Duke-Michigan State game, I mean, gosh, Izzo, what did you say, 1-10 in or 1-11? in 11? I believe it's one in ten. I could be mistaken. It could be how one do in you one. how do you say with a straight face? I got to take Michigan State after you see what Izzo's done against Coach K and Duke over the last eleven games. Uh well, I say it with a straight face because or is that, or is that just not important? And you know, because they're different players, obviously. That that's kind of where I was going to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just think. I just can't keep watching Duke struggle to put away teams that they're supposedly superior to. And expect them to somehow just just flip a switch against a good Michigan State team that won the Big Ten regular season, won the Big Ten conference tournament, uh, had a ton of good wins over the course of the season. I I just think at some point this has to catch up at Duke. Vegas Runner brought up a minute ago that they have not covered a point spread in this tournament. I don't think which is crazy, by the way. Yeah, I don't think they're playing good basketball. And like credit to them for finding three, finding ways to win the the last two games. Even the North Dakota State game in the opener of the tournament, they didn't play particularly well. I think it was no. about four points at halftime. So I just don't think this team is playing well right now. They're not playing well, but is that because they're underachieving, or the other teams have picked up a way to slow down? What's going and, and say what Zion get his points just slow down everybody else. So I was thinking about this and it yeah. sounds like like really dumb, right? Like oh, just let Zion do what he does. But if you look at the games early in the tournament and even that North Carolina game in the ACC tournament, outside of Zion, nobody really played well. And so I do wonder if it's just let Trey Jones take open jumpers let rj barrett take open jumpers just just don't let them get into the paint let zion get his 30 but if anybody else nobody has been playing particularly well over the course of this tournament i don't think it's a terrible strategy zion averages how much his rookie year in the nba i I know it's tough to tell because you don't know what team is going to go on i'm assuming maybe the knicks but who knows how things fall but just uh, just Kind of just before we even figure out what team he's on, what do you think he averages in the NBA? I think it's 20-plus. Wow! Yeah. I mean, Trey, really? Trey Young's averaging 19. you got to get a lot of shots to be averaging 20, but obviously a lot will come on dunks. Well, that's what I was going to say. So yeah. Trey Young is averaging 19 per game, but he's also obviously shoots a ton of three-pointers. Exactly. So, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, if, if, if I gave you, like, 18 and a half over under. Would you take the over? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure because, I mean, there's a lot of big guys in the NBA uh, that are bigger than 6'7 that's going to make it a little tougher on him. Yeah. So uh, 18 is a lot of points. you got to understand that, especially for a rookie. If he gets off to a slow start, he may never catch up to that 18 points a game. Well, your boy DeAndre Ayton's averaging 16. So if DeAndre Ayton can average 16. On a team where he gets a lot of shots, though. Yeah, I would think... And, and probably they're getting blown out a lot, so he probably gets a lot of garbage baskets also. Super random, but could you imagine if the Cavaliers won the lottery this year? <sighs> They've won three lotteries since 2011, and I'm pretty sure... Four, you know, four, obviously four years they weren't even really in the lottery because they were in the finals. So that would be they won it in 2011 to get Kyrie, 2013 with Anthony Davis, and 2014 with Wiggins. Can you imagine the, if they won it again? The Knicks have to win the lottery just to make sure they get uh, Kevin Durant. So you think Kevin Durant's coming if uh, they get Zion? Oh, d- sign, done deal. Sign, sealed door. Done deal. Do you buy... By so, the way, I'm, I'm putting in... 
once Kevin Durant signs with the Knicks, uh-huh. I am putting my vacation time in so I can take a week off when the Knicks win the championship. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's next, good. that's would be next summer. Okay, a year from this summer. So okay, yeah. I'm, I mean, so I'm, I'm going to take off like a month. Okay, to celebrate, but I'm going to need a month. You and Catherine Hepburn are going to take oh, a nice little. Geez, what's with the Catherine Hepburn for crying out loud? You got listen. You went to you asked her to prom. I know she said no. It's okay. We're working through this. It's okay. Jeez. Oh, but so I was talking with Dan Byer about this the other day. Yeah. I believe KD to New York will happen. I don't know if I believe Kyrie though. Kyrie is so out there. I don't really I know. Kyrie more now than ever before. I think he's out of Boston. I think he's out of Boston, but here's the thing. He didn't oh, want to okay. play he didn't want to play with LeBron. Right. So why would he want to play with KD? I don't get it. Well, if he doesn't want to play with KD, he only has one other choice, and that's go back to play with LeBron. Yeah. I'm sure I mean I'm sure there's somewhere else that would take him, but I don't know. It's, well, that's not what this is about. He can go back to Boston and get all that boatload of money. Yeah. So it is not about where am I gonna play. It's either gonna be Boston, New York, or the Lakers. And I think the Lakers are a little bit of a long shot for Kyrie right now. I guess I don't disagree with it. I don't know, man. Kyrie is such a loose cannon. I can't believe what he said about Brad Stevens this week with the Kemba Walker thing. I know we got to get to some other stuff, but unbelievable. I think Brad Stevens has some culpability to what's going on with the Celtics right now. You know, he's got to get them fired up and get them playing, obviously, a little bit better. They they beat the Pacers to try to close it on the number 4 seed that everybody sits out, and then they lose today. So you, you lose to the Nets. What are you doing? Well... I'll say this. I mean, he coached him up really well when Kyrie was hurt. And yes. do you think that maybe more? This is more on Kyrie, not just the the basketball, no. but the um... look at look at the games. I'm sorry to interrupt, but look at the games they play without Kyrie. He sits out the bad games. I think it's like Cleveland twelve times or something like that. So that, <laughs> that that's that's why they do so well. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm mean, thinking genius one. Uh, more on the games tomorrow. I want to get into the fans also. The new PI rule. We got to get into LeBron shutting. It down. All that's coming up, but first let's check in with B. Fenn, see what's trending out there. What's going on, B? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's trending is we've got two Final Four teams after Saturday. Number one, Virginia gets in following its 80-75 win over Purdue in overtime in the South region. DeAndre Hunter scored four points in OT, had the go-ahead bucket with 29 seconds left. In the West region, Texas Tech rides its scrappy defense and upstages number one seed Gonzaga, 75-69. Red Raiders, four Forced 16 turnovers. Here's Tech head coach Chris Beard afterwards. Well, I go to the Final Four every year. This is the first time I get to coach a team that I love in the Final Four. What a special moment for him. In the NBA, the last night or last game to finish on Saturday night, the Grizzlies pull away from the Suns, 121-15. Devin Booker, 48 points in the loss. He came in with back-to-back 50-point games. He scored 157 points in his last three games, all Suns losses, which is nothing new. Uh, James Harden amazed with 50 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, as the Rockets bashed the Kings 119-108. The Spurs and Thunder today clinch the 7 and 8 seeds respectively in the West. Hey, you need to make good choices and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Couple MLB games to mention. The Dodgers not playing nice against the Diamondbacks 18 to 5, the final LA with 19 hits and the Mariners beat the Red Sox 6 Five, Jay Bruce clubbed a three-run homer for Seattle. We'll be back with the fellas in a moment, but first, a word from Farmers. 
From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's go back to Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Thanks, Brian. That's right. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to Geico.com or you can give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. Uh, the only hard part? Well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Lou tweets in, Izzo's lost to Duke 11 times in 12 games. So that makes him 1-11. I'm rooting for 12-13 and 13 because Coach K treats his players like human beings. Uh, you think that's still uh, people holding that against Izzo? Or I thought that was uh, we oh already passed that, you know? Oh, my God. Give me a break. Wow. Coach Look K. At you. What, are you going to give him a juice box like you gave me a juice box or what? Listen, we got to get Dante Jones on this show or yeah. somebody that played for Coach K. Coach K is as foul. Just because Coach K isn't a yeller and a screamer, does not mean that he does not have a foul mouth. And I hear say, in practice he's a yeller and a screamer and a big time. Yes, potty mouth, yeah. I mean he's old school. He came up under Bobby Knight. You think you know Bobby Knight? You know, gave him little little milkshakes. Oh, after. Bobby Knight doesn't curse. Stop it. That's what I, yeah. He doesn't curse. He just chokes guys out. So yeah. you know, I just come on, man. Enough with the Tom Izzo stuff. By the way, yeah, the guy. Last night, that Tom, remember the kid Tom Izzo cursed out? His name's Aaron Henry. Yes. Remember him? Yes. Remember that guy? Yes. He had a little 20 point, eight rebound, six assist game last well, night. Let me, let, me ask, let me ask you a question. If he would have had four points, would you have come on and said Izzo's completely wrong? Look what he did to the kid? No, of course not. Of I course only, not. I but only... you know what? You could make a case for that. You could put a kid into the doldrums when you do some crap like that. Well, I would. this is the case that I would make. A good coach knows his kids. A good coach knows what buttons to push with what player. And clearly those are an okay button to push with that kid because it didn't seem to affect him because, one, he said from the beginning he wants to be coached like this, but then, two, he had the game of his career last night against LSU. I already gave you the analogy. Don't have a doctor, you know, don't have me yell at the rookie doctor, you better make this cut good. You better make this surgery good while he's cutting into you, Torres. I'm sure I'm going to have him shaking like a leaf after he uh, cuts into you. First of all, if I am in a surgery, I will personally hire a security guard to make sure that you are nowhere. I don't need the stinking genius kiss of death with my surgery. I'll never come out of surgery. It's going to be like Seinfeld. We're going to be on top eating junior, junior mints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably would. I'm That's surprised you got that one. You know, I'm surprised I'm, you got that I'm a Seinfeld one. guy. You know, us millennials. You're millennial. You're millennial. The Aaron Torres of I, Vermont. I don't know I, what his name is. but I told you the uh, Beth and Arnie thing, right, already? Yeah, that they named yeah. those characters after you. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's exactly true, but I think it is true. I'm not kidding around. Right? I, I'll get into that later on. But anyway, uh, more on Duke. Uh, Zion, uh, Duke, Coach K, obviously that's the draw. People want to go ahead and see them win. I'm surprised the line, not as big as I thought, especially because of the dominance they've had um, with Coach K over Izzo. I'm wondering if maybe I'm underestimating Michigan State in this one. They've had injuries also. Um, I thought maybe Duke wins it, but I'm thinking it's going to be a lot closer game probably now. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State 31-6, and six, Big Ten regular season champ, Big Ten tournament champ. They're, you know, they're no uh, slouch themselves. 
And look, they played a brutal schedule in the season. They played Kansas when Kansas was playing well. They played UCLA. They played at Louisville. They played at Florida. They went through this brutal Big Ten schedule. And so they're battle-tested. Now, like, can Duke win? Of course, Duke has – they're going to have the best player on the floor and the best player in college basketball, maybe the two or three best players on the floor. But Michigan State, I think they're playing much better right now the way that they dominated LSU the other night. No, and they do look good. I don't know if they've got enough – uh, for Duke. We'll see what happens in this one. Obviously, we're looking for that. In the Auburn-Kentucky game, we've got two good games tomorrow, obviously, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Bruce Pearl does because as we sit here right now, he's going to have to do something in his bag of tricks. I don't think they can win just straight up lining up against Kentucky. Does it worry you, say you're a Kentucky fan or you have money on Kentucky, does it worry you that Kentucky's already beaten them twice this year and could come in overconfident? I think if we look at the stats, beating a team a third time, uh, I think it's going to be in your favor than the other other way around. I know that sounds a little crazy, but at least in football, it used to be like that. Yeah, I just I I I don't think Kentucky will come in overconfident um, because of the fact that. Auburn's a really good team. They played them tough both games. So it's not as though like Kentucky right. dominated them. But I just, I don't know, you know, young team with Kentucky, they're off that emotional win against Houston. I guess I worry about it a little bit, but Auburn losing the kid Chumo Kiki, who was their best player the other night, uh, he had an ACL injury, which was reported today. I don't know how you play without him because he's so effective in what he does. I didn't get your thoughts on my Lakers. LeBron, they shut it down. He's done for the rest of the season. He probably never even should have come back as early as he did. Maybe should not even have come back the entire year. He played great even with the injury. But um, people are saying the LeBron experiment, it was a complete failure. I just see it as step one. There's a long way to go before you say this is a failure. Well, this year was a failure. Um, I don't think anybody thought they weren't going to make the playoffs. Was it a failure when he was hurt? When he wasn't hurt, they were in the number four spot. But he hasn't been hurt for he's he's been back for yeah, two but not a hundred percent. Yeah, but not a hundred percent. Well, I mean, don't come back if you're not a hundred percent. I don't know. I mean, I, but to me, then we criticize him for not coming back. I just think that the way that I look at it. I truly believe this, Arnie. I will go to my grave believing it. There's never going to be a proof or a definitive answer. But after they didn't get Anthony Davis at the trade deadline, I think he quit. I think he said, I don't want to play with these young guys. I don't want to play for Luke Walton. If we make the playoffs, I'm LeBron. We will get hot. Right. And I'm going to have to, they're not going to be able to fire the coach. They're not going to be able to trade these young guys. I truly believe that he quit on that team as soon as Anthony Davis wasn't able to How be does that play out with Anthony Davis? What do you think is going to happen in the offseason? Will he be traded now? Will they try to drag this on another year, half a year? Uh, let him walk without getting nothing. they got to get something for him. I, I think it's going to be done uh, during the offseason, but who, what the well, hell do I know? I'll tell you this. You know who might have actually gotten lucky with this is the Lakers because we the reason they didn't trade Anthony Davis, and I do get it, was because if you remember the Celtics, I mean, I know you know you, you work in the Boston area, but um, the Celtics couldn't make a trade. And right. so the Pelicans were sitting there saying, well, we have to wait to see if we can get an offer that's better than the Lakers. 
Well, now, if Kyrie leaves, obviously you're not going to trade for Anthony Davis. And all of a sudden, are the Celtics out of the mix? And if the Celtics are out of the mix, do the Lakers have to offer what they were originally offering for Anthony Davis, which, as we know, were all those great young players plus draft picks? So the Lakers might not even have to offer as much as they did and still get Anthony Davis. How do you take that if you're the Pelicans, though, knowing how much he was valued the first time around? you got to say, okay, give us the same deal. The Lakers are going to come back and say, no, that was last year. Now it's a whole different timetable now it's a whole different deal now a hundred percent uh it'll be interesting um because i i don't know that the the market for anthony davis while he's a great player i don't know if it's going to be as great as as um the the pelicans thought it was going to be now the only counter i would say to that is it always feels like when one of these big names gets on the trade block, some team comes out of nowhere to emerge as a candidate. We obviously saw it with Kawhi. Nobody saw him going to the Raptors. Nobody saw Paul George going to OKC. So maybe somebody surprising comes up and goes after Anthony Davis. Boy, Le- but LeBron did say, we'll keep in touch to Kawhi, didn't he? We'll be in he touch, did. right? Oh, he did. I mean, you know, you, you say that sometimes. Uh, it's a nice thing to say, right? Like I was, I was filling in with Dan Byer yesterday. We had a guest, yeah. and he said, "Oh, we'll be in touch soon," and and we're probably not going to be in touch soon. So <laughs> I, I, I think it was one of those. Listen, just because LeBron's going to be in touch doesn't mean Kawhi is going to answer his phone because Kawhi uh, doesn't answer his phone ever. The Spurs tried for six months to get a hold of him and couldn't. So uh, yeah, I, I think LeBron will be in touch. I don't know if Kawhi will reciprocate. He's Aaron Torres. You can reach him at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Come back. We'll give you our selections, our picks, uh, some news and notes. All that's next as we wrap things up right here on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Remember now, coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas with our buddy Bernie Fratto. Stick around for him. He'll give you the Vegas perspective. He'll tell you how bad of a beat that was with Purdue when they lost the plus four and a half against Virginia. I'm sure Bernie's got his thoughts on that. And get you ready for the games tomorrow. Uh, with Auburn, Kentucky, Michigan State, and Duke. Well, you know what else was a bad beat? Yeah. Catherine Hepburn saying no to you on prom <laughs> night. And we just got video, you know, Papa Bear here, you know, he, yeah. he, he plays the rough exterior, but who knew that he was sitting on a picture from your prom night when you got turned down by Catherine Hepburn? I just shared it from my Twitter feed at Aaron underscore Torres, video proof. Catherine Hepburn just, shooting down Arnie Spanier. You know what's so funny is I, I was scrolling through Facebook and I just saw the girl I took on my prom uh, was posting something. So I thought that was kind of funny. I, I, I couldn't get a, a prom date, so I took my friend's sister. So I, Does she know that the only reason she, that you went with her was because Catherine Hepburn said no? Pretty much that. Yeah, pretty much that was the only reason there. All right, give us a little music. Put us in the mood. Let's get the really just two predictions. That's going to be for the two games tomorrow. Um, let's start with Kentucky and Auburn. I want Auburn to win. I think Auburn's the better story. I think Kentucky's the better team. You're right. You do. It's going to be tough to beat a team three straight times, but I think this one's going to be a lot closer. Coach Pro's going to have his team pumped up. They're going to fight like crazy. I'm going to have to give the advantage a slight win to Kentucky. This game's going to be tied at 75. Kentucky will hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. Final score, Kentucky, 78 75 over Auburn. What are you thinking? 
I love when you do these imaginary, uh, yes. you know, oh, remember, I think it was the NFC Championship game. It was, oh, there's a bed, then the band is on the field. And, <laughs> um, I, I listen, I just think this is one where, um, Kentucky, three times in a row, they will beat Auburn. Auburn, their key player, Chumo Kiki, forward, had 20 points last night against North North Carolina, tore up his knee. I just think it's a bad time to be going into a game without your best player. I do have Kentucky winning this one. I'll say 81-74. All right, and Duke and Michigan State. I can see there's like a minute left in the game. Duke down by five. They go to the foul line. They miss the foul shot, of course, Everybody pushes Michigan State in the back to get a rebound. No fouls called. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no fouls called. Next thing you know, uh, Duke hits a three, which they never hit threes. Then they get fouled on an imaginary foul. Anyway, you know where I'm going on this. The game will be tied at 80 when they get the ball into Zion. The bucket's good and the foul. He makes the foul shot. Final score, Duke 83. Michigan State 80. Wow. Well, Cinderella, I'm sorry yes. that the uh, you're imagining. It's midnight. It's yeah, midnight. It's, it's midnight uh, almost literally here on the West Coast. And all I'll say is this. Listen, there's a reason you need to trust your boy Torres. I told you before the tournament, Duke is not winning the national championship. I told you they're not the same. I've been correct so far, and I also told you they will lose to Michigan State in the Elite Eight. I called it the day the bracket came out. Yep. I am never going to have looked smarter then when Michigan State wins physical tough game, they get they get you know they get mean with Zion Williamson and company. The Zion show ends tomorrow. Michigan State seventy nine, Duke seventy five. All right, there you have our picks. Do with them as you please, but remember they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Do they let Zion go off and get his trial? They're stopping everybody else. And um, what's the latest on? Uh on who for Duke, the other star, the third R. J. one? R.J. Barrett or no. Cam Reddish. Yeah, Reddish. What's the latest on Reddish? Is he going to play? Uh, I don't know. I would say uh, it didn't look good the other Makes night. Makes a little bit of a difference there, Torres. What do you mean? If he plays or not. Is what oh, I'm yeah. No, yeah. no. I'm saying it didn't look good. I mean, if he didn't play the other night, it, it seems like it's a pretty serious injury. Um, and, yeah, I don't think uh, if he didn't play the other day, I, I would I would guess he might not be playing this week. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, interesting show. Good. You're coming back on tomorrow. You're filling in for Plank tomorrow, are you not? Arnie Spanier and his best friend, Aaron Torres. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be here. And, and by the way, the games start kind of early for you guys tomorrow. Auburn, Kentucky is like 11-20 game on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. It'll be done by, what, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. I got time to sneak in. Uh, uh, who knows what, but I'll be back with you at Chris Plank, uh, in for Chris Plank tomorrow. All right, that's going to be tomorrow. Thanks to the crew. Uh, good job today. Our, our, our producer, Ryan Bershinger. Uh, of course, updates uh, B. Finley and, of course, Papa Bear. You happy? It's about I called time. you Papa Bear. After how many years, I finally called them by that stupid name. Brings so, out one prom picture. You yeah. finally get the name right. Appreciate all the guys out there. Remember now, Bernie, straight out of Vegas next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus